0: This is Miguel Ángel from Spain and you are listening to the Domestic Athlete Podcast. In Spanish, los deportistas de los dedos gordos.
1: welcome everyone to episode 338 of the thumbstick athletes podcast I'm your host Dan well Corey no Eric this week Eric was go- was gonna be on he was waiting until the very last minute but he has in-laws uh, in town uh, from from visiting you know the the new baby and stuff so uh, he is not gonna be on this week hopefully next week he'll be back but he did send in his notes for the games that he was uh, he picked a cover because this week's episode is gonna be our twenty 28- eight games preview. I don't think we're splitting this into multiple parts, or are we going to do another part? Maybe some some other time. Um, there's Sweet really enough. not. A, there's really not a lot of confirmed games coming out so far this year. No, I think the confirmed
0: games like with date stops in like April or something. Yeah, like it that.
1: feels like it's a lot earlier than usual this year. Uh, I don't know if that was just me, but yeah, a lot of yeah, up yeah. in the air. A lot of re-releases that we don't necessarily need to cover. Uh, and then just some games we'll talk about that could be coming out this year that we're not really sure. So, uh, Anything anyone wants to tease for later on in the episode? I do, actually. Let's hear it. Uh, I've been playing... Uh, I think I played six, seven hours of Nier Automata yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll be talking about that. And I've been watching Dragon Ball Super. Uh, so I'll be talking about that too and what we are during our weeks. I'll be talking about that. All right. You forgot one, Will. Oh yeah, me and Corey both started uh, our co-pilot playthrough of Final Fantasy 8. I watched a little bit of that. I hey, just have I just happened to open up the Twitch app for whatever reason. I was like, "Hey, Corey and Will are <laughs> playing on Twitch." I had literally no idea. I should set it so that it notifies me when the Thumbstick Athletes go live cuz I don't think I get notifications when the channels i follow go live so yeah no that was an interesting interesting start to a game that's for sure mm-hmm. uh so cory and i will talk about that and what we played okay Corey, anything you want to tease nothing special okay uh i played more life is strange which i will talk about and then i also played hq trivia all Ooh, right finally made its way to android so i'll talk about that a little bit so far all right uh first game will we'll start with you what do you got uh so how are are we doing this by um are we each going one game at a time we can however you want to do it if you want to nail out a couple that's up to you okay so uh my first game is dragon ball fighter z um or dragon ball fighters i don't know specifically how it's pronounced but um This is coming out January 26th, so in two weeks it'll be out. Uh, It's being developed by Arc System Works and being published by Bandai Namco Entertainment. So the plot of the game is Goku and his friends fight a battle against the revived Android 16 and his army of super androids designed to destroy uh, the Saiyans. The story is split into three chapters, the Super Warriors arc, the Super Villain arc, and the Android arc, each of which follows the story perspectives of Goku, Frieza, and Android 18, respectively. Uh, This game will borrow a lot of gameplay elements from a lot of other fighting games. So players will select three characters to form a team to fight. You control one character at a time. You can switch to whoever you want uh, whenever. Uh, Players can call for one of their teammates to assist them to string combos together. Um, It's one of those games. It looks a little bit like, like the Street Fighter games are now graphically. Um, it's very very pleasing-looking game. Uh, the game is also going to feature a thing called on uh, Shenron, which allows the players to collect the seven Dragon Balls during the course of a fight by doing special moves, doing cool combos, cool attacks, and so on and so forth. Uh, once all seven Dragon Balls are collected, Shenron will be spawned, and the player can uh, wish for either an increase in strength revive a fallen ally recover a fighter's health or increase resistance to damage which i think is a cool little dragon ball feature put into a fighting game that you know we see a lot of these types of fighting games so i think that's a cool little feature
2: Uh
1: um do you want me to go over all of the playable characters not like just list them off but yeah um okay so android 16 and then Android 18, who is being assisted with Android 17. Uh, 17 is in zone own dedicated player, playable character, or might be in DLC, because uh, there is a season pass for this game. But then there's going to be Beerus, Captain Ginyu, Cell, Frieza, Gohan, both teen and adult form. Um, Goku, and Goku can turn into a Super Saiyan or Super Saiyan Blue. Um, Goku Black. Uh, Gotenks, Hit, Kid Buu, Krillin, Majin Buu. Nappa, Piccolo, Tien with Chouzu, uh Future Trunks, Vegeta, who can also go Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan Blue and Yamcha.
0: Why do they got a uh-huh. pair of Tien with Chouzu?
1: Uh I see with this game that so there's some characters that have that are assisted by characters that aren't as important to the st- I don't know, that's not even the right words to use, but there's some characters that are paired. Uh like Goku Black is paired with Zamasu. Oh, okay. Um, and like I said, Android 18's paired with 17, so I don't know if they couldn't, didn't have enough time to make those all playable, so they kinda did them, like, a team battle where, like, cause I know, like, I've seen Goku Black gameplay, and Zamasu will come in and assist with, like, the powerful attacks. Okay. Um, I haven't seen any TN gameplay or Android 18 gameplay, so I don't know if it's the same thing, but...
0: I did uh see the Goku Black trailer and I got to admit I don't think I'm much of a fan of Goku Black.
1: What's Goku Black? I'm not even sure what that He's is. He's just hot Goku. It's evil. It's evil Goku. He's uh it's a Dragon Ball Super thing.
0: Okay. Uh, it's, it's hot sexy Goku. All
1: right. Actually actually So you... it's, it's like emo uh Spider-Man? Yeah. I'll way. get into this during like when I talk about Super, but I guess uh fans say the Goku black arc is the best arc in all of Dragon in all of Dragon Ball. Interesting. Which is interesting to see. So I don't know I don't know what the deal is with that. Is but... it just
0: a I know we're getting uh making a little tangent here, but <laughs> is it just like an alternate timeline where Goku never hit
1: his head? Uh no. So Nah, don't spoil it. We'll, yeah. Let's move on. Not relevant. It's, basically, it ties into Future Trunks' tra- timeline. You know how Future Trunks' timeline was depressing and dark and everybody's like dead? Yeah. It ties into that. Gotcha. So. But yeah, no. Uh, the one thing I wanted to point out with this game is the art style is unreal. I think the art style is awesome. Um, and the visuals are really cool. Corey, I know you uh, said you weren't a fan of the Goku Black, but wasn't some of the visuals for his like special attacks pretty cool? looking at least yeah i
0: like the uh i like the graphical style in the game it's it's almost it's almost like a comic book and yeah like uh you're playing a comic book i like it
1: mm. what what's it coming to uh so it'll be out on playstation 4 xbox one pc okay uh i, I do believe they announced the switch port at some point i could okay. be wrong with that but i feel like i saw that it was coming to the switch at some point nice um, but yeah, I have this game already pre-ordered, and the demo slash beta is coming this weekend, so I'm really looking forward to trying it out. Awesome. Anything else? Will? I uh, I have more games. Should I just run through all of them? You want? No. No. Okay. Oh, no, let's uh. Let's. Nobody go wants on...
0: to talk for that long, do they? <laughs> do you? If you mean if you want to.
1: Let's ca- let's go in a little bit of chronological order here. Um, okay. I have another. I have a early early. 2018 release kingdom come deliverance okay coming to ps4 ps ps4 pc and xbox one uh february 13th 2018 is the date it's developed by warhorse studios and published by deep silver it's set in the medieval kingdom of bohemia which is in the modern day czech republic uh it's best described as at least what it looks like to me is a realistic skyrim without the dragons and magic and stuff it's going to be focused on historically accurate and realistic content, uh, period accurate combat, clothing and architecture, etc. Uh, I was reading a little bit about it. You have uh, 16 slots for your clothing. Uh, so there's a lot of options there. Uh, need system, which sounds a little bit like uh, like hardcore mode in what is it, Fallout 4 New Vegas, mm-hmm. um, requires a player to eat and rest. And the story, hang on, I got the story over here. So the old king has died and his heir lacks power to secure the throne. The new king's brother seizes his opportunity, seizes the opportunity to kidna- kidnap the king and pillage his lands, seeking his own advancement. The mentioned kings being the historical figures Charles IV, Wenceslaus IV, and Sigismund. So, is, so this is set in the real world? Yeah.
0: Love 1403.
1: That.
0: Did you ever end up watching uh, The Last Kingdom, Dan?
1: No, I didn't. Actually. You got to watch that. Someday. Someday, you should, somehow. You should definitely watch that. Uh, this is a game I'm very interested in. Uh, I'm going to wait for reviews, though, because last couple of gameplay videos I saw for it, it looked really, really janky. So we shall see what it's like, if it can be more polished. and Like, the menus were all really bad. In uh, the last gameplay that I've seen of it, which, that was probably... I want to say that was, like, last spring when I last watched anything for it. And it didn't didn't look great. So I'm hoping they've done so. I know it was supposed to come out in the fall, and they delayed it. So, yeah, it might have even been supposed to come out, like, last spring and then last fall. And then they delayed it to, to February. It's so. one of those
0: games that sounds a lot of fun on paper. But mm-hmm. once you get it, I mean, it's wait and see for me. Because, you know, once Same you here. get into it, you never know. Because what was that one... Uh, like battle arena game that was historic. Uh, War of the Roses Kingmaker or something like that.
1: Chivalry? Oh, chivalry, chivalry, maybe War that's of the roses is the same thing, but okay. Yeah. yeah like
0: that, that sounded great yeah. on paper to me, but once I played it, I'm like, not for me. So, yeah. uh, definitely a wait and see. I am excited though to, to see how it ends up.
1: Yeah. I like that. They're taking the actual historical angle with it. Mm hmm. It'll oh, be interesting to see how that plays out. But hey, yeah, if they, I can if I, I can learn 13.
0: something and play video games at the same time, sign me up. Absolutely, absolutely. All
1: right, Corey. Anything you have uh, that's a definite scheduled?
0: Yeah, I have a January twenty sixth. All right. Whoa! Uh, worldwide re- release for Monster Hunter World. Hang on, I just want to get a Monster Hunter World video playing in the. In the live stream here, the Elder Dragons trailer dropped today. I don't know if you guys watched it, but I forgot yesterday or last week. Actually, it looks like <laughs> I just watched it today. But anyway, uh, January 26th, worldwide release. Uh, this is a Capcom joint. It's an action RPG. If you're unfamiliar with the series coming to PS4 and Xbox one, it is also coming to PC. But as of today or yesterday, uh, that was delayed until autumn.
1: I thought that it was planned. That they were going to delay. I like I feel like I heard that last week. That it was. I looked it up, and it was going to be delayed. I think they explained why it was going to be delayed.
0: so. So they did, which which I'll get into. Okay. Uh, but if you're unfamiliar with Monster Hunter, it's uh, like the other games in the series. I forget what number they're up to now. This is, I think, the last numbered one was four. Uh, but there's yeah. been some spinoffs and stuff like that. Uh, but you take on the role of what's called a hunter, and your job slash goal slash mission is to research these large beasts set in a fictional. Fantasy open world uh, across all sorts of fun, interesting environments and biomes and stuff like that. Uh, The game, the series is known for its high barrier to entry, uh, which is cool because in this game, for Monster Hunter World, there's a fan community that's started uh, called Adopt a Hunter. So it's all these hardcore Monster Hunter people that want to adopt a newbie and you know, introduce them to Monster Hunter gameplay, and um, you know how to how to run an effective Monster Hunter uh, character. So, the unique aspect to Monster Hunter is that your character has no intrinsic attributes of their own; it's all determined by equipment that you craft, uh, loot, um, which is one of the main reasons why you're hunting monsters is to get their their dropping, so you can uh, equip some some better equipment. This game has all 14 weapons from Monster Hunter 4. I, I think that's the one we're all most familiar with because we played it on 3DS,
1: yes, yep. right?
0: Yep. Okay. Uh, this one has all 14 weapons. Uh, the, one of the biggest differences in Monster Hunter World versus the prior games is that there is a seamless transition between zones. I That was one thing that sort of annoyed me in playing Monster Hunter 4 was when you went from one area to another. There was a loading screen. Uh, Seems like a small deal, but it actually influenced gameplay, too, because you could use it to get away from monsters and stuff like that. But I guess in this game, you have to be a little more careful uh, because you can't do that anymore. They did change some things to help out with that. So one thing that was annoying in Monster Hunter 4 was that you had to stop and stand still every time you wanted to drink a potion. But in this game, you can drink a potion while you're moving. Um. Also, in this game, players can play together globally. I guess that's a first for this series. In the past, you were region locked. Uh, There's also dynamic weather and a day-night cycle, which influences the type of monsters that come out. And uh, they also talked about how each area has its own living ecosystem. So depending on which monsters are out, other monsters will appear and disappear. There's also destructible environments. A couple examples that I saw was the ability to break down walls to create shortcuts. Uh, To Flood Areas was another one I saw. I'll be interested to see how that plays out. Uh, There's a single-player mode in this game that you can do offline and online. So even though it's Monster Hunter World with this emphasis on online gameplay, you could still do single-player, in which case you will have a Palico assist you in combat. Uh, There's also, as part of that, you can, uh, if you want to play single-player online, there's a Dark Souls-style drop-in and out. And the way... One of the ways that works is that you can call for help from another player online by launching a red flare, and they could answer the call, similar to dropping the um, symbols on the the ground in, in Dark Souls, the, the names of which I forget right now. But yeah, uh, about a forty to fifty hour main story, but I mean, people play these games for thousands of hours. So yes, they do. <laughs> it looks friggin' awesome. I don't know if yes, you guys watch any of the trailers. I. Really wish it was coming to PC uh, at the end of this month, because I would I would definitely be there day one.
1: Yep. That's day, um, one, day one for me, too. When, it, when yes. it finally comes out on computer.
0: So, like you just quickly, well, like you mentioned, Dan, they did explain why the PC version was delayed. Uh, apparently, it's their first, this development team's first PC game. Uh, so, it's the... Apparently, on xbox and playstation you can basically just plug into their first party online you don't really have to do much of anything but but for pc you kind of have to manage your own matchmaking uh and servers and stuff like that which is something they've never done before and i guess they just weren't prepared yeah uh, to take that on so
1: pc gamers appreciate the delays if it means that their experience is not going to be ruined right off the bat like people yeah. are fine with that if you're going to take the time to you know polish your game and make sure everything works when when you launch it so right 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 i mean there's going to be people that are pissed off about it but i think in general people are are happy that you take the time and get it right you know yep yeah that's that's definitely day one for me uh my first foray, actually, into Monster Hunter was Monster Hunter 3 on the Wii U, and I never really liked it very oh, much. Right. I, I I tried to play it for like 15 or 20 hours, and I just couldn't get the hang of it. Uh, and it wasn't until after I played Dark Souls that I finally appreciated Monster Hunter World, because of the, 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 how slow the combat is yeah. in it, and how much you need to plan ahead when you're fighting. I was used to just button mashing, and like, like Bayonetta, like immediate actions when you were pushing buttons and that's not how it works in monster hunter yep um so yeah it was after after i started playing the dark souls series that i really came to appreciate the monster hunter and monster hunter 4 was awesome
0: and it'll it'll be interesting to see because uh monster hunter 4 i i think was the most accessible entry in the series i think they wanted to broaden the audience a little bit so it'll be interesting to see how well this game does um, coming off the success of Monster Hunter 4, I, maybe it'll reach critical mass and we'll have a we'll have another. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Another uh, About me. Uh, no. What's the familiar household name? That's what I was looking for.
1: Hmm. OK. Yep. Uh, Will, you want to cover one of Eric's games? Yeah. Shout out the Colossus. Uh, This game was originally released October 18th of 2005, uh, but the remake is being released on February 6th, and it's being developed by Japan Studio and published by Sony for the PlayStation 4. The game is rebuilt from the ground up for the PS4 with improved graphics, control screen performance, uh, added technical enhancements like reactive foliage, realistic water physics, and dynamic lighting. Um... The game is about a quest to bring your true love back to life. Uh, battle epically proportioned unique bosses known as the Colossi. I think that's how it is. The Colossi hold the power of the revival that you must obtain. Each Colossi has its own sort of puzzle and challenges that force. Uh, you'd use different game mechanics. GameSpot sped said we played a half hour of Shadow Colossus and it's still as wonderful as before. Nice. I think the word
0: you were looking for there, Will, is Khaleesi. Felici. No, that's not that's not. That's from Game of Thrones.
1: Oh, okay. That's why I didn't get it. Stupid Game of Thrones. How dare you, Will? <laughs> uh okay. but yeah, that's that's it for Shadow of the Colossus. Alright, what do you have, Will? Um so my next game is another staple in my uh gaming childhood, but uh-huh. Dynasty Warriors uh, so, the ninth installment is coming out February 13th. It's being developed by Omega Force and published by Koei Tecmo. Uh, so, this is the first game in the series to feature an open world map, which I was very curious to see how it works in a Dynasty Warriors game, being it's so like a linear hack and slash, like historical like events transpired. So, how would they do this in an open world game? So, how it works is the players can traverse ancient China on foot, horseback, or boat. And the game focuses on livable environments such as major cities, towns, and areas where big battles take place. There are day and night cycles along with dynamic weather systems in the game that will affect the AI. So if it's like pouring rain, the AI won't be able to see you or your army sneaking up on them. Um, so the main story gets advanced by completing the main story quest, but are also but these are also considered very, very difficult missions. Um, so to make them easier, uh, you have to complete side missions or if you want and have a hard mission, you can just go in and do the main story mission. Um, all depends on what you if you want to do side missions or not. Uh, so that's how the game will work and you'll get to progress through the story of each character um, that way. Um, there's also gonna be hideouts in the game that the players get to decorate and, you know, mess around with and it'll affect your character. So like things like tea houses can advance time in game and provide foods that provide boost to your character stats. So overall in this game there's gonna be eighty three playable characters. Uh and seven crap. isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, and seven new characters uh, in this game. So there's going to be three new characters for the Wei Dynasty, two for the Wu Dynasty, one for Shu, and one for Jin. Oh. So Wei got a lot of love this uh, this installment. Awesome. But yeah, no, it's uh, another game that I'm really looking forward to seeing how it uh, turns out. A lot of people are really upset because there's going to be clone characters in this one. Clone? Yeah, like... Uh, movesets yeah
0: oh oh i was thinking like literal clones don't you think
1: that's inevitable if you have 83 characters on your roster yeah people were all up in arms because some characters lost like their iconic weapons or whatever because they wanted to make it a little bit more realistic as opposed to the last couple dynasty warriors games were a little more like childish uh with some of the weapons and kind of zany um, so they went for a more realistic approach. Some characters lost their iconic weapons. People were up in arms. There's going to be some characters that have cloned sets because they're using the same weapon. Uh-huh. I don't care really that much um, because I'm not playing all 83 characters. Like I pick maybe three or four characters from each dynasty that I really like that I'll play as, um, and that's how I play it. I don't really care if random character that I don't care about has the same moveset as another random character that I don't care about. It's not going right. to deter me from buying it in any way. Right. So, And plus, like this game is going to be... This is a kind of a big step forward for the Dynasty Warriors series. It's kind of breaking the mold of what the Dynasty Warriors games have been up until now. Huh? So I'm all for them taking a chance to see how it works out. Um, this game will get reviewed mediocrely, like they all do, and that's just going to be that. Yeah. As long as we have fun playing it, right, Will? Yeah, like, this is just a game that I want to go hack and slash, kill some things, see how the open world is, and that's how I'm going to play it. So, Are you getting it on PC? So, yeah, I'm thinking I might. Okay. So you'll be able to play it. Okay, yeah, because... I mean, depending on the reviews, I might get uh, Kingdom Come. So mm. maybe I'll buy that one. And if you buy Dynasty Warriors on on computer, then yeah, I'll play like, it that way. Usually I would get this on console, but I know Eric kind of has no interest in these types of games. Right, right. So I figured Dan wants to play it, so I'll probably get it on PC. You know, I'll keep an eye out for Green Man Gaming discounts, too, so you can get it for cheaper. Yeah, that'd be perfect. So, a lot of times they'll have like new customer discounts where you get up to like 35, 40% off. Oh man, if I could get this game no. for like 45, I'd be so happy. Yeah. We'll at least get you like 20% off. Yeah, any little bit will help. Because yeah. I'm not planning on buying too many games off the hop, and the Dragon Ball Fighters on uh, this game are going to be two that I definitely buy. Okay. Anything else for Dynasty Warriors, Well, Nope. Dynasty Warriors 9. Uh, the next game on my list is Metro Exodus, which is coming for the P- coming out for the PC, PS4, and Xbox One. It's developed by 4A Games and published by Deep Silver. It's got a quarter four 2018 release date. Uh, always possible that this could slip into next year, but uh, it's definitely one I'm looking forward to. So the Metro series is a first person shooter. It's got some stealth and survival horror elements. Uh, which kind of separates it, I think, from a lot of other first-person shooters. Uh, Very story-driven, too. Um, So it's a mixture of linear levels and sandbox environments. Also has dynamic weather, day-night cycle, and seasonal environments. Because I guess this game specifically takes place over the course of uh, one whole year. Um, So Apparently, it takes place after Metro Last Light's redemption ending, which I'm not sure what that was. I'm pretty sure I didn't get that one mm. uh, when I when I played it. It's it's one of those games that has multiple endings, and I know like the good quote unquote good endings are kind of hard to get. Um, so I, it's, it's games I'm going to try to, I'm actually glad cause I, for some reason thought this one was coming out early this year, I but I want to play, I want to replay Metro 2033 and Metro last Light again before at Exodus. So, uh, at, at, if it's coming out in the fall, like that'll give me time hopefully over the summer to revisit the, the first two games. Um, but yeah, it, it centers around, uh, RDM. You guys remember RDM, right?
2: Yeah, Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, he's uh, rides on a locomotive known as the Aurora and heads east to find a new life. Really? You know what? Honestly, the Metro series is very underrated. Very. I totally agree. It is very underrated because I look back thinking about playing 2033 and last Light, and I have nothing but fond memories of that game. Mm-hmm. Very scary, too, if I remember correctly. 2033 was frustrating for me because I had a weird bug where I had to complete entire levels all at once. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, but I I got the Redux version of 2033 now, so I'll play the Redux version 2033, which has the Metro Last Light engine, which I had no problems with playing, and that was on my GTX 760, so I i haven't played it with my 970 and my ultra wide monitor. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. But,
0: I just want I just want Metro in RPG format.
1: Oh yeah, Metro RPG. Just be you know having an open world RPG set in that in that universe. Yeah, which is I wanna, kind of
0: Fallout, but
1: yeah, <laughs> I want to
0: read the books. I was just going to ask that question. Do you know if all these games are based on the same book, or is it a series of books? In each it's game, a ser- is it's a series of on... books. There's
1: okay. there's like f- maybe 4 metro books. Okay, cuz
0: the at the top of this video I'm watching in the stream right now, it said based on the book Metro 2035. Yeah. So I'm wondering are they titled after a year like 2030,
1: yeah. 2031.
0: Yeah. I don't know. 2033. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I would be I'd be interested in reading the books as well.
1: Dimitri, what's his name? That wrote the book Dimitri Glukowski or something like that is the guy that wrote? Yeah, Dimitri Gluk- Glukowski cool
0: yeah Metro
1: 2033 what do you got Corey
0: uh, well I have two games releasing on March 23rd that I'm a little excited about one more so than the other well, actually I'm maybe equally excited. But uh Nino Kuni two, Revenant Kingdom uh comes out March twenty third. This is a level five developed game, uh role playing game for the PS four and PC, which is very exciting. The first game oh, has yeah. not come out on PC yet, but I anticipate it will come out before this game. I would think they announced it, right? The first one? Yeah, Nino Kuni I... on PC.
1: I, I don't know, know if there was a,
0: an official announcement, but it was teased. Let's put okay. it that way. Um, that so would I, would, cool. I, would, I would think, I'm hoping for a surprise release. Like, hey, guess what? You know, Kuni's available on PC today.
1: I love those.
0: Yeah, those are great. Uh, but yeah, this game is a sequel to the first game, uh, which came out in 2013. I was just kind of indifferent on. Uh, it looks pretty, and that's sort of the draw for this game. It has a very unique aesthetic. If you're familiar with Studio Ghibli, uh, the Hayao Miyazaki films, namely... Uh, it has that very animated feature film look and sound, which is definitely the charm. A lot of people liked the first game. I, again, I was just indifferent on it. Uh, it's a fantasy Japanese role-playing game with, did anybody else play it?
1: No. No, but Corey, I want to say before you continue that I kind of want you to talk me into this game because I'm interested yeah, in it, but I don't know if I should get it if, or if I would even like it. I think
0: you'd like that. I don't remember a, an awful lot about the first one. I, I want to say there's like a Pokemon style combat system where you're capturing monsters and training monsters and leveling up monsters and stuff like that. Although, when I was doing the notes for this one, I didn't see that mentioned anywhere. So I don't know if that's pulled out or what, uh, but they did mention that they're adding something called Higgledies to spice up combat, which are these little elemental creatures that almost look like Pikmin. Um, I couldn't find how how those will be implemented and stuff. So I'll be curious to see how that ends up. But in this game, go ahead.
1: I was going to say it's funny because I seem to remember you talking about a Pokemon-like system in this game. So when I watch gameplay, those Hickle Tees or whatever they're called, yeah, um, I thought that was the Pokemon element.
0: No, that's a different but it, thing.
1: But yeah, no, you're right. So now that you explained that, it wasn't
0: Yeah, uh, I'm still a little confused on what they are and what they do, but I guess we'll find out more. Uh, In this game, you control a character called Evan Pettywhisker Tildrum, who is a deposed king who wants to regain his throne. It's set 100 years after the first game, um, but there are some familiar locations, Ding Dong Dell being one of them. But uh, it sounds like there's some shades of Fable 3 decision making. Um, yeah, one of the, the marketing, uh, marketing copy I read said, quote, make the right decisions for your people as your kingdom's evolution will have an impact on your progress through the game. So,
2: yeah.
0: and I did see stuff about appointing advisors and recruiting people to your kingdom and stuff like that. So, uh, that would be another added gameplay element that wasn't in the first game, which I think it needed, uh, as beautiful as that game was, I just felt, I felt that it was kind of linear, uh, and uninteresting outside of combat. Uh Uh-huh. You know, Kuni 2, March 23rd. Simultaneous release PS4 and PC, so...
1: I'm very interested in this game. Me too. Yeah. Go ahead, Will. One of Eric's. Sea of Thieves coming out March 20th from the developer Rare and publisher of Microsoft on the Xbox One and PC. So this, uh... As Eric says, this is a make-your-own-fun kind of game, Um, and everything that I've seen, it definitely looks that way. It can be played multiplayer or solo, but it seems ideal for a party of four. Um, You search for hidden treasure with your friends while encountering other pirate crews. You follow treasure maps and solve riddles, leading you to treasure. The more you play and finish quests, the greater your in-game reputation becomes, which will lead to greater quest opportunities given by trading companies. You and your crew battle with, steer, and repair the boat uh, and you can have a sword or a gun on combat when you're on foot, and you fight against elemental or environmental enemies such as sharks and skeleton armies on top of other players. Um, in theory, this game sounds amazing to me, mm-hmm. but I'm just worried I'm not going to have the people to play this game with, and I'm, it's going to get lost. We should make a point to try to all play this together. I think the four of us would have an absolute blast with this game. Yeah, and like I think that, the four of us
0: would have an absolute blast with a lot of games, though. And we yeah, don't. but
1: this one is designed to have an absolute blast with. You know, I I think all four of us love the the pirate theme because the thing that we loved the most about Assassin's Creed Four was the pirating the pirate, and the ship yeah. ship combat and stuff like that. Yeah. So I feel like maybe this is up our alley. the hard part is getting all of us to buy it (laughs) is is it gonna be it's it's gonna be a full price game or is it gonna be like a premium indie like 40 bucks or what's the let me check really quick i want to say it's going to be a full price game but i'll check on amazon really quick just to confirm that uh yeah 60 okay yeah that's hard that's a hard sell because if it's not if it's especially for me who doesn't play a lot of online stuff it that's a hard sell because it's i know that's got single player stuff you can do but yeah i think re- like you said it's really designed to be played with people this could be our uh our division of this year maybe yeah. where all of us played it together albeit briefly but uh-huh I don't know. I feel like if Eric, you know, Eric's got his friends on his Xbox that he plays a lot with, I feel like they'll have a lot of fun with this game if they all yeah. decide to get it. We could play it together. It's got crossplay with PC and Xbox One, so Oh, that's right. I I would probably I can definitely be talking to getting this, so You might not need to if Eric buys it for or if you guys split it. So how crossplay works for PC um this is how it worked for Halo Wars 2, but if Eric buys it, he has the rights to it on PC. I do not. No, I'm not talking about PC, but you guys can play it both You guys can both play it at the same time on Xbox, right? you you're connected. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking if all of us were to play on PC. Oh, no, no, no. No. Like me and Cory would have to buy it too, I think. Yeah. But yeah, no Eric and I would both be able to play it. If this is a game he's getting. I don't know if he he is getting it or not though. Okay. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm at least very interested. So it might be a game that I wait and see reviews. If it's reviewing and like amazingly well, I probably yeah. will be more likely to want to get it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. One of your games will. So my next one is actually a game that doesn't have a Western release yet, uh, but it's Valkyria Chronicles Four. Um, it's coming out March 21st in Japan. Uh, I'm curious to, n- to see if the release date for us is going to be sooner or later in the air, because um, there is no um, estimated time of release for this game. So I'm going to be, like I said, very interested to see kind of what when it comes out over here. But it's being developed and published by Sega, and this game takes place during the original Valkyria Chronicles, but it focuses on another conflict and characters uh, set within that time. So it's on the continent of Europa, where the second European War is fought between the Atlantic Federation and the Eastern Imperial Alliance. Uh, so the story revolves around a last-ditch last effort to end the war. Uh, the Atlantic Federation execute Operation Northern Cross. Uh, part of it where your commander, Claude Wallace, and his friends in Squad E are sent to fight the Imperial soldiers in the Valkyria. So um, there's not too much information on this game, but I do have some things that are new to this game. Uh, the one thing is going to be leveling. It's going to be a little bit different in this game. So say you level up your medic... Um, all of your medics will get leveled up together, as opposed to just separate characters, uh, which I kind of like because that provides more variety in team building and what characters you want to use. So, say like you get a really sweet medic with like good stats and whatnot, but at, like late in the game, uh, it'll immediately start out at the level as all the other medics. So you can use that medic instead of having to grind out that character to get to uh, get them get them up to speed. So I like that, and there's also going to be a couple new. Um, uh soldiers uh like the abilities so brave uh is one of them um or brave is going to be a soldier when it's on the verge of death so it is granted two options one is in trust which will allow one command point to boost any of the nearby allies abilities and rise up is another one which uh awards one action point and allows for one invincible turn so that's gonna be cool i don't know how it'll be activated but uh those are gonna be in there and there's snow everywhere in this game so i'm all in nice uh platforms yeah so this is gonna be on everything including switch yes that's what i'm most excited about nintendo switch release yeah it's probably probably getting it this game's gonna be so good for the switch yeah totally agree because I think I'm either going to get it on PC or Switch. Yeah, you're right. If 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 it's got ultra wide monitor support, I probably might end up getting it on the computer. Otherwise, I will get it on the Switch. Yeah, did, like this game is a must buy for me. And if it comes out on PC before the Switch, I would be definitely getting it mm-hmm. on PC. Uh, but if it's all simultaneous, I uh, I think the Switch is going to be the one I get it on. Yeah. Because this is a game like you can play for 20 minutes or make a turn and then set it down. Yeah walk away from it like it's perfect agreed all right uh, my next game on my list is anthem for pc ps4 and xbox one developed by Bi- bioware published by ea it's a quarter four 2018 release so this is pretty much ea's destiny uh, it's an open world action rpg third person players equip exosuits called Javelins, which are fully customizable. Uh, they've announced the Ranger one, which is kind of an all-around jack-of-all-trades type type of uh, Javelin, and then the Colossus, which is a heavily armored Colossus, or heavily armored uh, Javelin, rather. Um, other than that, not too many details. This will probably be a big E3 uh, game. Oh, yeah. It's, like I said, it's, it's EA's Destiny, uh, and a game that looks cool, but I am I have no interest in the games as service type of games, so I probably will not have anything to do with it. Is this yeah. going to be a big release, so I did feel like I needed to bring it up. Is it an Xbox exclusive? Mm-mm. No, yeah, I think okay. it's on everything. Yeah. PC, PS4, Xbox One. Okay. It's going to be interesting to see how this games are uh, received by fans, like, gameplay and everything, because... Yeah, because of the Battlefront. Yeah,
0: tell oh, you yeah, that E three trailer is pretty nice.
1: It looks cool, but will it be cool? Is the question. I don't know. As it's you maybe, said,
0: uh, no interest in games as, as a service. So no,
1: no. That uh, it makes me throw up in my mouth a little bit every time I hear that someone say that. <laughs> I only care if there's loot boxes in it. Yes, that's the only way I'm playing. Is if there's yep. loot boxes. I want to spend so much money on loot boxes. Uh,
0: yeah, if I can pay instead of uh, playing the game, I'll do that any day.
1: I'll yeah. dro- I'll drop two hundred on this thing.
0: Yeah, just keep me up with everybody. Sure.
1: <laughs> I want to like this game, but uh, who knows how it turns out? Yeah, it's going to be EA's next controversial game. I think. <laughs> yep. I don't or, know. Don't.
0: I I would think they would. If if not. Uh, soften the blow you know at least uh sell it to us a
1: little bit better you know Cor- you know exactly what they're gonna do cory they're gonna mask it with very refined pr speak and then once people get their hands on the game they're gonna be like what is this yeah that's what's gonna happen yeah i don't have very much faith that they're gonna execute this too too effectively i want to strangle the person that came up with games as a service because some pr college grad came up with that some marketing wizard some millennial pr person yeah millennial came up with that and oh <laughs>
0: god so what's the original game is this i mean a mmorpg or an mmo even, yeah
1: wow i don't no, know how dare you will game as a service yeah i first I've, one no i mean uh, that term is a new term it probably within the last three or four years what became a thing.
0: Yeah, I'm just talking about, like, the evolution of, of games as a service.
1: Well, that's that's what, I mean, that's what they're trying to go for, is they're trying to get the MMO model, like, endless gameplay. Yeah. The problem is, like, there's just not enough content in these, these games to be, and, like, an MMORPG is a huge undertaking, you know? Yeah. So, I just don't think your sh- shooter is going to is gonna have that ever beardless in the chat says that he thinks that games as a service is an interesting concept but he does not like how ea does it okay which is how i only ever see how ea does it so it makes me not like it yeah i don't but like I don't, it I mean, anymore
0: we all played the division
1: yeah right? and i really like the division i played it for i don't know what 30 what? hours or whatever yeah. i beat the main story but that was it like I, I actually just, read an article recently about someone saying that the division is now like that's it's the best example of what they're trying to go with for mm. for that type of game because they yeah. just had a big patch that was released that um, and now it's like finished I guess so. cool yeah the division ha. was a good game actually now that yeah. I think about it yeah I, I enjoyed it but there was no Was there any, like, microtransactions of any kind? I don't think there were.
0: That's a great question, Dan. I don't think there were either, but I don't know. I don't remember enough to say with confidence.
1: Yeah, I think the fact that we all played through and beat that game and can't remember says a lot, so if there even were there, they were not intrusive in any way. Yeah. I don't think I beat it. I don't think I did either, but... (laughs) I was the only one that beat it. Yeah. I know Eric played through a lot of it twice. That's right, because he played on PC and then he played on Xbox One with yep. Jeff. Yep. All right, Corey, what do you have next?
0: Um, okay, A Way Out, March 23rd, Hazelight Studios. Uh, this is the guy, I guess, or the creator of a brother, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. A Way Out is an action-adventure game coming to PC, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. The setup is that you can play one of two characters named Leo or Vincent, who are convicted prisoners, uh, and they have to bust out and elude the pigs afterwards. The catch, however, is that it can only be played online or locally, split-screen co-op. Uh, so both characters stories unfold simultaneously so while one character is running around the other one could be in a cut scene or something like that it sounds like there's a lot of teamwork involved um, and it's not predetermined which character has to do what to progress so you just like puzzle solving and stuff like that uh, one or it's it's not predetermined which character is gonna do a certain action to a- advance the story uh, there's also a number of dialogue options, which I kind of like. It does look like a triple A game. Yeah. Um, the developers described it as a passion project and an emotional adventure, so very similar to a brother, Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons, in that regard.
1: It was the uh, the nutty the guy that gave the that said "F the Oscars, at oh. the game awards." It was that, him. That, that it's his game. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, um, there's not much more to say about. Oh, so they're offering something called a friends pass for free with the game. So if you buy the game, you can give a friend the friend pass, and they don't have to buy it to play with you. Which I hmm. think is pretty cool. That's cool. Uh, it's a good way to, to I I don't think a game like this can really work without having something like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, I think offering this friends pass, friend pass, will sell them more games. Uh, than if yeah, than if they weren't because it, it's just increasing familiarity with the game, and I could see like mainstream. I think a lot of people are unfamiliar with Brothers: The Tale of Two Sons. Um, there's probably not enough marketing money to really make this game enter the the public eye. Uh, so I think to do something like this, you know, the the small but dedicated audience that is interested in something like this could loop their friends in and be like, Hey, I got this great game. I need a buddy to play it with um and then i think it will just snowball from there so i think Uh that's a smart move and i'm excited to see what this is because i know dan and i really enjoyed brothers i don't know if Will if you played it but i did not i'll be curious to see how how this ends up
1: i'm excited for it that's one i'd like to play with the wife i think that would be a perfect game for us to play together so yeah okay next uh of eric's games will Far Cry 5. Um, This game releases March 27th from the developer and publisher of Ubisoft, uh, PS4, Xbox One, Windows. Uh, So a cool thing with this game is you can play the entire campaign uh, in two-player co-op, which I don't think any of the other ones were like that, if I remember correctly. I don't think so either. Um, I think you could do certain missions together, but I think that was it. Um, so the gist of the game is you're supposed to restore freedom in Hope County, which takes – I think this is in Montana, correct? Yes. Okay. In Hope County from Father Joseph Seed and his doomsday cult known as the Project at Eden's Gate. The father and his siblings, siblings, also known as the Heralds, control the different regions of Hope County. So you play as the new sheriff's deputy who is cut off from the outside world. You get help from members of the Resistance, such as the town Barkeeper Mary or the town Pastor Jerome. This is sounding awesome, reading all these little little bits of info on it. Uh, there's three major regions in the open world. You explore the Holland Valley, the Henbane River, and the Whitetail Mountains. There's hunting, fishing, win- wingsuit, crafting um, for all those who like to check the boxes. And you fight with hired guns and an animal companion by your side. I'm really excited for this game. Uh, the Montana setting, I think, was a perfect setting for them to pick yeah. after um, the Himalayas, and I don't remember what island the third one took place on. Yeah, it, but... Far Cry 3 was like a uh, South Pacific jungle island. Yeah, yeah, like a yeah jungle island. So I think this was a perfect pick for them to do to kind of break the the like you know the himalayas and the pacific island thing was kind of like less established by civilization yeah whereas this is taking place in the united states yeah (laughs) in in the united states now yeah present day so i think i think it has potential to be really cool and i really like uh, when they do like religious stories and games um so i think it's gonna be a really cool story yeah yeah, I, I'm I'm interested also. I think we ta- when we talked about this before, Eric mentioned how he thought it would be neat if you played from the perspective of a cult member. Yeah. And I think that would be a lot more interesting. But at the same time, like, you know, that's. Yeah. It
0: would never fly. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think they, they definitely took the safer route. But at the same time, like, it's a really, really interesting uh, dynamic that they have there. So mm-hmm. that's what has me interested in it, too.
0: Yeah, for me, Far Cry, like Assassin's Creed, is it's all about the premise, the setting. I mean, mm-hmm. you know what you're getting. You know what you're getting gameplay-wise. Yep. Um, and yeah, I think for Far Cry 5, I'm intrigued. So, good pick. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I
1: mean, Far Cry is a series, I think we said that we're, we could see ourselves being fatigued uh, after 4. So, you know, the fact that we're all intrigued says a lot about the premise of the game so far. Uh, obviously, we haven't played it, so... I mean I'm expecting pretty much Far Cry.
0: Yeah. Yep. Climb some towers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hunt shoot, craft, shoot, kill some animals, you know. Shoot, shoot some cult members.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: What do you have, Will? Uh so my last game is We Happy Few. Uh, so this comes out officially April 13th at a full price. I think before, I know when I bought the early access, it was $30, I think, 25 something like that. Um, and because this game has been covered by me specifically uh, within the past, I'm going to be covering what's new since I last played it. Um, so one thing is they added a new zone called the Island of Maidenholm. Uh, They didn't get into specifics of what's there other than some screenshots, but uh, it looks very We Happy Few. Um, there's also going to be including, uh, more quests there, gear, interactions, all of that stuff. They added play styles to this game, too. So before, it was just, like, your basic, has survival elements, um, enemies are suspicious of you, so on and so forth. But now they added two other ends to the game. So there's called the bird watcher, which removes the survival aspects where you have to, like, eat and drink and whatnot. Um, and there's, uh, uh, you basically are just doing quests and exploring the world and the game. Um, enemies are not suspicious of you, so on and so forth. So it's basically like um, I'm trying to think of a game. Was it Mass Effect that only did like the story beats? Was it the third one? They took yeah. out a lot. Of... There's there's a few of the of game a few games that have done that. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be sort of like that uh, How it's done But there's also the vigilante one Which is basically the mode, the game before But a lot harder uh-huh. um, Everybody's suspicious of you Killing is going to be a lot harder uh, You know You have to eat and drink way more So on and so forth um so they also added more regions to the procedural generation uh of the game uh more shelters they're also adding the parade district but they said they wouldn't get into too much details about that because they were going to launch it when the game officially comes out so that's uh all i could really find for we happy few i'm very interested to see how this game comes out yeah i'm i'm gonna play yours once it once it releases i'm i'm playing yours your copy so
0: yeah so you play you played it already right well
1: yeah, I played like three or four hours of the game. Okay,
0: I, I thought you did.
1: Yep, it's basically it. It was just it was just the survival parts of the game. There wasn't that many stories, because I played it right when they put it out and they wanted to test gameplay. And I think that was like a year and a half ago, maybe that I bought it. So uh, I have not played it since because I didn't. I don't really like to play early access games until they're done. So I'm very. I'm pretty interested to see what they what the final game looks like. Mm-hmm. No, by full price do you mean forty dollars or sixty dollars i believe 60. okay because i know the like the premium indie price is like 40 bucks and sometimes even 50 because i'm gonna check just to be sure but I think there is a big deal because they bumped it up to 60 because the vision of the game blah 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 <laughs>
0: yeah I can tell you the deluxe edition is eighty dollars so that wow. probably means yes yeah, 60
1: 60 yeah 60. you can get it on amazon for 49.99 Huh. Ooh, look at that if you're interested okay uh but yeah that's uh that's it for we happy few mm-hmm. next cory um not
0: a ton of information to go on but red dead redemption 2 is a major release that's supposedly coming out this year there isn't a solid release date at least not a confirmed one i did talk about the leaked release date uh, i forget what it was now though i want to say march sometime March 12th or something like that I could be mm-hmm. I could be wrong I could be way off on that but uh it's coming out the first half of this year anyway it's a rock star game action adventure ps4 xbox one I'm still waiting for pc red dead redemption one and uh ideally two at some point but uh you play as arthur morgan who is a member of the van der gang which did make appearances in the first game uh, it's set mostly east of the Red Dead Redemption 1 map but there is some crossover, the Great Plains the tall trees, Blackwater those those kind of things, but uh, there's a lot of speculation about what's going on a lot of people doing breakdowns of the trailers and stuff like that, but uh, as far as hard information about Red Dead Redemption 2 it's just not out there yet, so um, I'm excited I know you guys are kind of indifferent but uh it, it, I love I love the Wild West and playing or watching Westworld last year um, has got me even more interested. It'd be kind of cool to see a Westworld game made like Red Dead Redemption. But uh, that's a discussion for another podcast. But that's really that's all I have for Red Dead Redemption, too.
1: Uh Okay, well, what do you got for Eric? Uh, Yeah, so Eric's last game is God of War. Uh, The release date is rumored to be coming soon. I feel like that supposedly got leaked online. I want to say it was like May? April? I don't know. I feel like I saw that it leaked, though, but there's no official word. Uh, It's being developed by Sony in Santa Monica and published by Sony. Uh, So the game revolves around Kratos. He now lives in the realm of the Norse gods and the monsters. Uh, He's teaching his son Atreus all he knows. So Kratos must master his rage while his son struggles with his father's past. Uh, The game's a complete switch from the hack and slash kind of side-scroll-ish looking sort of gameplay um, that the first three games had. But now the game is a third-person, over-the-shoulder, semi-open-world RPG game, which is going to be pretty cool. So you're exploring the nine homeworlds of Norse mythology, Asgard ruled by Odin, Home of the light home of the dwarves, home of the humans, home of the giants, home of the veneer, uh, who are a group of gods associated with fertility, wisdom, nature, magic, and the ability to see the future. Um, so it's going to be really cool to see all of that. I really think Norse mythology is pretty interesting. Um, and it's going to be cool to see Kratos in that world. Uh, So Kratos also no longer fights with his double blades that he used in the other games. Instead, now he's using a large battle axe uh, called the Leviathan Axe. And the Norse gods are preparing for and taking caution against Kratos in this game because they have heard of his past conquers in the yeah. other games. So it sounds like uh, instead of Kratos being like his own like this is the first time like a reboot of the series like they're taking kratos's past and putting it into this game so people are familiar with who kratos is and so i think that's gonna be kind of cool yeah the trailers really impressed me with with god of war as beardless said i never thought god of war would look this interesting yeah exactly (laughs) it does look super interesting that was my thought too Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm Because I always like thought God of War was cool, but I've never been like blown away by one. Uh this this game looks pretty awesome. Uh, I yes, think it's it going to be an an awesome exclusive for Sony. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Excuse Ooh. me, agreed. Yeah, but that's it for Okay. I'm just going to run down a couple of the other kind of big releases that we didn't cover but that are on the definitely releasing list. Uh the first is January 23rd, Lost Sphere. For PC, Nintendo Switch, and PS4, will are you interested in Lost Sphere? Yes. Okay, but that's that, from the developers of um, that other RPG that we played in the old style, uh, Project Octopath. No, 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 no. We we played it, and it it was dis- kind of disappointing. It's also on the Switch. Uh, let's see if I have it installed. Like, in dang it. Oh, oh, it's uh I am Satsuna. I am Satsuna. Thank you all. Oh, well, that's exactly I thought exactly you guys liked it that. I really it, it liked was okay. It. I didn't f- ended up finishing it, but I was a, a tad disappointing for me, I thought. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, me I, too. I would agree it was a tad disappointing. I did still really like it, but I'm very interested in this one. Uh-huh. Um February 8th is Civilization 6's first expansion, Rise and Fall. Uh ch- ch- what else do we have on here? Bayonetta, I, go ahead.
0: Any interest in that?
1: Yeah, Zip fans. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to get it right away. It depends on what the other things that I get. Mm-hmm. Uh, February 16th is Bayonetta one and two for the Switch. Uh, that's going to be an absolute definite buy for me because I love Bayonetta two, especially is just fantastic. Uh, let's see. I had a couple other games on here. Kirby Star Allies is March sixteenth. That was just announced, like today, I think. Dark Souls um, for Switch too, right? Dark Souls for Switch. Yeah, oh, that was sorry. That's a little bit. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> that's alright. Yeah, Sunless Skies to be announced in May. That's yeah, too definitely. And then a couple others that are not. No release date. Dark Three is a big one that's coming out this year at some point uh cyberpunk 2077 people are hoping are coming out is coming out this year but no one really thinks it is coming out this year no one seems I don't to think that. so. that'll slip into next year and maybe even early next year considering
0: uh, well we did see they did just release a trailer or something i thought i saw the headline i never clicked the link but no I saw the headline, like, that was one of first thing that, we'll see from cyberpunk
1: in four that years was, or something that like was that. one of my nibble bits we'll get we'll get all oh, that too okay <laughs> come on Corey. i'm yeah, just spoiling yeah. them left and right spoiling the fun uh kingdom hearts 3 is maybe that'll never come up that'll come out when the final fantasy 7 remake comes A- out end of 2019 you mean never oh never uh let's see here uh pillars of eternity 2 Oh really? Deadfire, Fire, yeah, that's definitely one I'm interested in. Project Octopath Traveler for the Switch at some point this year. That's what one I, mean. I am salivating for. Uh, State of Decay Two is another big one. That's kind of Xbox's big exclusive for this year, along World with World the crack, Crackdown Three. Maybe. I haven't really heard anything about the Crackdown Three. Uh, and yeah, that's that's Spider Man. Cool most things spider-man is that this year uh, i do believe it's this year yeah uh, yeah spider-man quarter one or quarter two it says wait really yeah that's silly it is silly i would not expect that oh. so that's 2018 in a nutshell obviously there's there's a lot of indies that i wanted to cover but um maybe we can do that for a, a different episode the indies we're looking forward to in 2018
0: i Anything have one more game dude
1: Oh, do you? Go ahead. Yep.
0: Um, It's tough to talk about because it's one of those games that everyone says you have to play it to really get it. Uh, But it's called Dreams. It's supposed to come out at some point this year from Media Molecule, the team that made Little Big Planet. Uh, Similarly, it's a sandbox-style game coming out. PS4 exclusive, as far as I know. But the game revolves around players creating their own worlds and scenarios. Uh, I watched several videos... And each video I watched, something totally, totally different was going on. So I I don't really know how to talk about it. They said that they want the developers of the game said that they want the players to not feel like they're editing, um, which I think is an issue with a lot of these like make your own world games, uh, but that they're using magic instead, which makes sense because you can use the PlayStation move, both of them. And you're like once like God, almost Uh, there is a story mode. And the way this one woman explained it, that, um, oh, I didn't call it up in the stream. The way this one woman, that one of the developers of the game talked about it, was that it's split between three different genres. There's a noir genre, which is the 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 real world that the game takes place in. You're this character named Art, who is this downer of a dude who has these mental problems or something like that Uh, there's also an action sci-fi layer and then a puzzle platformer layer Uh, and you're constantly switching back and forth and navigating this dream world and stuff like that Uh, what's interesting about the single player that they game that they created though is that they used all the tools that you would use to create your own game world Um, so that's pretty cool to think about but there's like music levels and all sorts of weirdness it's going a crea- creation on
1: creation tool right
0: yeah it is it is uh but i mean it the reason i wanted to talk about it was because i listened to several podcasts and they could not stop gushing about this game but they yeah. did say over and over again like just watching the videos doesn't do it justice you really have to get your hands on it and, and try it to to understand the, the magic of the game so mm-hmm. uh definitely one to to keep in mind
1: okay yeah i i I don't even know where I saw a trailer for it, but yeah, I was, I was very impressed with the things that I saw on it. It looked really, really amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's not one I would, I would want to play other people's creations. It's not one I would want to sit and try to make my own things, but uh, laziness being the primary reason, but mm-hmm. lack of creativity being a, a second. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, nibble bits, Corey, you want to get started with nibble bits?
0: Sure. I've just got the one. Huh? Um, final fantasy 12 the zodiac age launches on pc february 1st all right yeah very exciting will and i were just talking about this when we did our uh final fantasy 8 co-pilot um the other day but uh 60 frames per second support uh, there's some widescreen ultra widescreen support uh, yeah. a couple of little other things added in there so i'm extremely excited i guess now the only main series final fantasies that aren't available on pc are the first game the second game and 15 and 15 supposed to come out later this year so
1: yeah pretty cool yeah absolutely cool. i can't Very wait for that the the 60 frames and and ultra wide like that's music to my ears right there yeah you know, that's that's enough to make me buy it yeah so indeed we have to add it to the list of fun fantasies we got to play, Corey.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I was the, I was thinking like, if I had known this, we well, I probably wouldn't have <laughs> waited. But maybe after eight, we do twelve instead of nine. I don't know.
1: Yeah, we can do that. Considering I'm, um, I might play nine on my own at some point. Yeah. So. Okay. Um. So my nibble bits. Uh, my first is the Cyberpunk 2077 Twitter account. Uh, gives this first update in four years and uh, it was just to tweet out beep. beep so i don't know if they're getting ready to make some announcements and and show some stuff i would assume at e3 uh or the various game conventions that are this year that they'll start putting out th- putting out details for it now that they're done with the witcher 3 and uh, I mean the release has got to be impending even if it is sometime next year they probably want to start putting some details out there because people have been really starving for, for details on this game no one really knows anything about it so I know Ooh. I'm starved for details are we positive it's a game? yeah it's not going to be like a clothing line? clothing line <laughs>
0: <laughs> good callback, I forgot about that, yeah. that which, which, which game was, was that Dark Souls? Dark Souls, yeah Dark Souls Software. oh my god <laughs>
1: Terrible. That is terrible. How could they do Wait, that to us? W- way to bring the mood down, Will. <laughs> I do think it would be legendary if CD Projekt Red said, yeah, it's a clothing line. We never said it was our next game. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, isn't there a lot of controversy about like the working conditions for that game? Wasn't that... Isn't
1: that was? Yeah, the, I know. The there, there was some, some of that, yeah. I thought that yeah. was the Metro team.
0: I know everybody likes to call uh, CD Projekt Red the the good guy game development studio, but...
1: They're not immune to it. Yeah. Well, you know how I feel about those sort of complaints. What? Just everyone complains about their job, you know? I think it's a little different. (laughs) It's not. I don't know the details, so... I mean, are what are people working fifty hours as opposed to forty? Like, I don't know. No, there's definitely there's definitely crunch. I don't I I don't know what the specific complaints were, but I I, I know that they addressed them. Um, it, it didn't. Like, there was the whole controversy over the people in Amazon warehouses that were complaining about their jobs, but it's like you work in a warehouse, what? <laughs> yeah. You know, what you, it's not. You're not working for Google in one of their Immaculate campuses, and you know, you're working in a warehouse for $12 an hour. It's yeah, we want, but yeah. Anywho, uh, HTC announced the Vive Pro, so the Vive Pro has uh, better resolution. Corey, oh, we lost Corey. Did we lose him, or did he just hang up? I wonder if this coincides with the chat going, I lost all sound. Oh, probably. Hagen, hey, um, sorry. Hey, that's fine. Corey,
0: sorry, I had to cut the stream too. I pulled out my microphone and I couldn't get the audio back without
1: starting over. Oh, that's okay. Um, yeah, so the the Vive, HTC Vive Pro has better resolution and built-in headphones. Uh, but most interestingly, it's there. They announced a wireless adapter. So it's finally going to be wireless and you don't have to trip over cords and have cords attached to your head or, or rig up something fancy that the cords aren't going to be a problem. Thank God because when Corey and I did our VR experience in uh Edmonton, like the cords, my cords got twisted around so much that like I ended up losing a little bit of sound. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a problem with that sort of thing. So, oh, I wanted to look up and see Wireless adapter it uses Intel's Y Gig wireless docking tech, um, as well as Viveport VR. So, interesting. Still not not uh, something I'm gonna spend money on. But yeah, not yet. Know? Not yet. Not until that they can put it on phones, and I already have a phone. So, uh, and then my last nibble bit, uh, and this is the most interesting thing me so there's a mod for civilization now that made uh, rogue ai in civilization six really uh, yep it was made by the university of Cam- cambridge's center for the study of existential risk who does uh research on preventing stuff uh preventing end of the world type of scenarios Ooh. um yeah, so here's here's what they how they describe the mod for the game. So, in a modified, they said quote in, in the modified game artificial intelligence initially provides benefits and eventually can turn into a superintelligence that brings mastery of science to its discoverer. However, there is if there's too little investment in AI safety research, rogue superintelligence can destroy humanity and bring an instant loss in the game. Games are an excellent way to deliver a complex message to a wide audience. The Civilization game series has an amazing track record of presenting very complex and interlocking systems in a fun and educating way, including major risk issues such as nuclear war and global warming. So what an interesting idea for getting your way, you know, your uh, your research across, you know, yeah, so is to have because Corey talked about the uh, bury me, my love, like. I feel like games are a, a great way to, to get people to understand some of these problems that you know uh, you know AI is becoming a thing now. You know I think it's important that people understand the potential dangers in AI. You know. Yep. And what better way than like they said, a video you, game? Ha- yeah, having your having your world get destroyed uh, in Civ Six because you didn't do your AI research. It's fantastic i have not tried it yet i would like to i don't know if i will but yeah it's good stuff and that's all i have will what do you have uh my first nibble bit is in less than a year the nintendo switch outsold the wii u in japan the wii u sold 3.3 million units at the start of december 8th 2012 and the switch has sold 3.4 million in less than a year's time Uh, They also announced in France that the Switch has outsold the Wii U already, and uh, apparently the Switch is hovering around 10 million units sold as of right now, and a lot of people say that's a very conservative estimate, because full figures for the holidays haven't been put out yet. Uh Um, And the Wii U, which is dead now, uh, sold 13.56 million units, so that's absurd. It should easily top that in under a year, I would think. I was actually just about to say, like, does the switch outsell the Wii U in a year? Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's what we have two months, or yeah, two months are out about. Month yeah, it came. Was it March eighth that it came out? I know we didn't get ours on the eighth, Will, but I think that's oh, when it came out. Stupid Amazon. Sorry to bring up a sore subject. I'm still not happy about that. I'll still never forget Corey's picture either. Nope, I haven't saved on my us? phone. I looked at it recently. <laughs> it's a great picture. <laughs> it is a great picture. Just shook my head The see people who didn't even care about the Switch at the time got their <laughs> Switches. Were <laughs> the people who were just salivating over it. <laughs> I, laid, I laid in bed and cried for that four days that my Switch wasn't here. Oh Where did I, I was... get mine? Amazon? He... Oh, yeah, yours, you're right. Yours came from, like... because th- The problem was, it was everywhere in the Northeast if it shipped from, like... Was it the New Jersey warehouse, but yours yeah. came from somewhere else because you ordered something with it,
0: yeah, like,
1: lucky me or had stuff coming that was with that was in the same shipment or so, somehow it, but it came from somewhere else, and Eric got his because his came from you know virginia mm-hmm. so unreal still can't get, can't believe that. Um, my other one is underwater exploration game Subnautica is leaving steam early access on Tuesday January 23rd um, I should probably cover the Nintendo mini direct too right yeah some uh, good 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 stuff in there so I'll run through everything quickly uh, I didn't watch it so I watched it today after it was our I didn't watch it live I watched the YouTube video that came out later it was only like 12 minutes right or something yep like that. it was a short one Okay. Uh so uh for stars, Donkey Kong is joining uh the Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom battle as a playable hero. That's pretty cool. I kinda was wondering where Donkey Kong was when I was playing the game. So it's cool to see that he's coming in the game. I wonder if we'll get a Donkey Kong Rabbit. Oh, maybe. That would be awesome. In tandem with him. Uh Super Mario Odyssey to get a free Luigi's Balloon World add on. Uh That sounds more interesting than I initially thought. So it's gonna be a multiplayer mode. Okay. Where you go out as Mario and hide, it, I don't know, it doesn't matter, but you hide a balloon somewhere in one of the worlds and then the other player has a certain amount of time to find that balloon. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a very neat idea. It's kind of like find the needle in the haystack. Kind of, yeah. Uh, for kids and their Switch. That'd yeah. be pretty cool, I like that. Yep. Uh, next, Mario Tennis Aces smashes onto the Nintendo Switch this spring. <laughs> uh, so we're getting a new Mario Tennis, huh? 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 I am I'm all aboard the new Mario Tennis. I'm pretty pumped that we're getting Mario Tennis, but I say, where is Strikers? Uh, yeah, I would rather see a Strikers, too. I... No! What's wrong with you guys? Strikers you... was awesome. Strikers, was a is mix easy. between hockey and soccer. So... Strikers is my favorite like competitive sports game. Strikers was good, but Mario Tennis is awesome. Yeah, no, no, no. Mario Tennis is awesome. I just want to see Strikers back. We've gotten a Mario Tennis fairly recently, right? Did we? Yeah. One came out on the Wii U before it died. Is that right? Yeah, it was a late, late Wii U. Late in the Wii U's life release. I didn't even even know, (laughs) to be honest. I just kind of threw that out there, hoping it would prove my point, and it did. Yep. Um... The World Ends with You Final Remix is coming to the Nintendo Switch. I've never played The World. I Ends want of- that. I've been. I wanted to play it on the 3DS, and I just never, never got it. But I'll, I'll get that for the Switch, definitely. I know it's on mobile, and I think I bought it a while ago, but I never ended up playing it. Yeah. Um, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is hitting the Switch with Funky Kong as a playable character. Uh, mm-hmm. It's coming out May fourth. Bye for me too. It's another game that I missed because uh, I stopped buying stuff for the Wii U after like Smash Brothers. Yep. Very well-reviewed platformer. Uh, two waves of Pokemon, uh, Pokken Tournament DX DLC is hitting very soon. Uh, one of them is going to be Blastoise uh, and Slash are going to be the two Pokemon, along with supports from Mega, Rayquaza, and uh, Mimikyu. Mimikyu is a cool Pokemon to add to this game, in my opinion. Um, and Mew um, and Celebi will also be support. Um, next the most I think the biggest announcement for me is that Hyrule Warriors confirmed for the Switch uh, in definitive edition form it'll have all the DLC in this game Uh, I'm really looking forward to it it's coming out this spring I didn't play as much Hyrule Warriors on the Wii U as I wanted to and I now don't have my Wii U with me because I let somebody borrow it ever since I played Fire Emblem Warriors I've wanted to play Hyrule Warriors Uh, now I'll finally get my chance to play it so I'm really looking forward to that And the new series that I'm going to be comparing to Skyrim. Dark Souls is arriving to the Nintendo Switch fairly soon. How could you
0: compare that to Skyrim? It's not even close. Not even close.
1: And here we are trotting Dark Souls out again. What do you mean again? (laughs) Has it ever
0: been (laughs) re-released somewhere?
1: No, I just wanted to say it as a reaction. Not Not
0: even close. There is not even a shred of <laughs> truth to what you're saying. I can't even. I can't even. No.
1: This is the exact reaction I wanted. You're a sick man. Uh, then that's it for me. It's remastered Dark Souls, which is an important distinction mm-hmm. cause uh-huh. definitely Dark Soul, the first one, definitely needed some remaster treatment. Uh, If you if you go back and play it now, it's definitely janky as compared to Dark Souls two and three. So, man, uh, so yeah, I mean, Skyrim got a remake too or a remaster. Yeah, it's not the same. I'm with I'm with Corey on this one. (laughs) Nah, it's it'll get bad. Like if Dark Souls starts coming out on like mobile and uh, your microwave is when it'll be in the Skyrim territory yeah okay anything else will oh how was your week uh it was good um so the one the main thing i want to talk about is dragon ball super i started uh, watching it well i guess I, I should say i completely finished dragon ball z the whole anime it took me about like a month and a half to get through it nice uh but i completed it i loved every minute of it i was addicted to it it ruined uh pretty much my thummies life oh oh yeah life too (laughs) really changed a lot for me but uh yeah i I finished it loved it so naturally i wanted to watch super so i got all the seasons on amazon so season one two and three uh how they do it in this one as, as opposed to like a 40 episode saga for the seasons they do it in 13 episode segments Uh, for the seasons, and that'll be, like, the saga. And some sagas go multiple, like, seasons. um, And some only go once. Like, the first three uh, seasons all have their own sagas. So it's... um, The first one is when you get introduced to Beerus and Whis. The second one is the resurrection of Frieza. And the third one is Universe 6 versus Universe 7. So the first thing I noticed is Goku is dumb in this series. And I don't really like it. Cause what I loved about Goku is he was like the fun, loving goofy character. Mm-hmm. But when it came to fighting, he was very tactical and took it very serious. Uh, mm-hmm. and he was very good at it. Like I remember him training Gohan and trunks and all that. And like barking orders at them for like to save the world and so on and so forth. Uh, in this, he's just plain dumb. Uh, and I don't really like that. I don't know if it gets better because I haven't watched past the first three seasons, but, uh, He's like screwing up in battle, like not noticing weaknesses of fighters and stuff like that. Like people have to call out to him to be like, oh, Goku, you got to notice this. Um, So I don't really like that. I don't know if it'll get better, though. Uh, Vegeta is very likable. Um, I hated him in the first like two or three seasons of Dragon Ball Z. And he becomes progressively more likable. But in this one, like basically him and Goku are just like bros together now. Um, they both become gods, which is pretty cool in the, like, the first couple episodes. So that's cool. It's very funny, it, more so than serious so far. Um, there's a lot of like jokes. Because all the characters are hanging around like Krillin and whatnot. Uh, so like, there's a lot of uh, comedy that happens. Um, Corey, this is mainly for you. You like the other characters doing a lot of the fighting, right? Yeah! Like, and whatnot. I, just,
0: I just get sick of the saying stuff.
1: You will probably get pretty sick of Super then, uh, because Mm -hmm. the battling is pretty much dominated by Goku and Vegeta. Okay. So far, uh, Gohan... I think I texted you, Corey, saying, oh my god, they ruined Gohan. Mm Mm-hmm. You did. Uh, I did send you that, so... Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I think it gets better. Actually, I do know that it does get better. Uh, but it's a little rough for the first three seasons. I love the introdu- introduction of Beerus and Whis, who are the two gods of the, the series that you get to know. Uh, Beerus is like a cat who is uh, called a destroyer. Uh, and he just destroys worlds for fun. Um, and he's a pretty entertaining character because he gets caught up with Goku and Vegeta. Uh, so, like, that their interactions are pretty entertaining, and he ends up kind of taking them under their wing. I also really like Whis, who's kind of like the protector, Guardian Angel. Um, they're very, they're good characters. I see why Beerus is very popular among everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I have a question that I need you guys to help me solve. So, so far, episode 45 is where they're at with the English version, But in the Japanese version, they're up to episode 122, I want to say. Now, you guys know I hate watching Japanese with subtitles. Like, I can't stand that. But I'm thinking I'm going to watch up to episode 45 in the English dub. Uh, And what they're doing now is they're airing it once a week. So it's back up and going. Everybody says episode 47, which is when the Future Trunks and Goku Black Arc is when Super gets, like, amazing. Uh, and that goes into the next saga, which is the Tournament of Power, which I guess is amazing. So I'm thinking I'm going to watch the Japanese version straight through to episode 120, whatever I get to, before I finish. And watch the English version as it airs. But I, also, I would. But I also hate the Japanese version, but I'm also really addicted to Dragon Ball right now. I would watch it. Honestly, yeah. like... I- subtitles are fine for me after 10 minutes of watching something with subtitles i don't even realize i'm watching something with subtitles i don't even think about it it's hard though for me because i guess it won't ultimately matter because i'm going to end up seeing the english version anyway well for starters i want to say there's absolutely no reason that they should be almost 100 episodes behind like this is a very popular anime can they not get it within at least like 20 episodes like why does it have to be 100 but i just like i feel like a lot gets lost in the translation like something that might not be that funny like in the japanese version might be meant to be funny but because i don't know japanese like i don't pick up on it you know what i mean even with subtitles Mm -hmm. so i'm a little worried about that but i think i'm gonna do it because as i said everybody says like just wait for episode 47. It's when the, the Future Trunks arc starts and everybody really loves it and speaks very highly of that. Um, and plus, like, I'm getting that Dragon Ball game and, like, I kind of know all of these characters because of them being in these arcs. So I'm going to get it spoiled for me anyway. Mm-hmm.
0: I have a solution for you, Will. Yeah. You should send the translators death threats over Twitter. <laughs> that <laughs> Only if always can...
1: solves your problems. Only if I can do it over the Thumbstick Athletes account. <laughs> yeah, go for that, it. That'd be the only way I would do it. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I really like Dragon Ball Super so far. Uh, I'm like I said, I think I'm gonna watch the Japanese version because I'm really addicted to it, and people speak so highly of it now. Uh, people think it's really good. Some people even say that the two arcs or sagas that happen next are like the, some of the best in all of Dragon Ball. So.
0: You didn't watch Grand Tour, did you? Was that a movie? No, it's a Dragon Ball series. It takes place after Dragon <laughs> oh, Ball
1: Oh, Oh, GT. Yeah, no, I haven't seen GT, no. A lot of people say that, um,
0: that that's actually really good. People just don't like it because it wasn't uh, Toriyama or whatever, the original creator. It wasn't part of his canon or whatever
1: yeah uh, a lot of people say i've read that because it's not canon people kind of just disregard it but i have heard that people say like that you should watch it it's pretty good yeah i'll probably end up watching it is that on uh plex um yes i think i think so i'll, I'll double check
0: mm-hmm. um, there's
1: there's a lot on that plex for movies and the show
0: how many how have you watched any of the movies yet
1: I haven't gotten to any of the movies yet. I was finishing up the English version of Super, and then starting the movies in sequential order. But now, like, I'm having that dilemma if I just want to watch the Japanese version of Super and watch the English, and then go back and do the.
0: Some of them are really good. I just watched uh, one that had some more Saiyans in
1: it. Yeah, pretty cool. I a lot of the Dragon Ball stuff is really good. I never really thought like I would come back around to this cause, like after like watching it as a child, but I like it way more now than I did as a kid.
0: Well, that's what scares me. Um, I'm nervous to get to the point where you're at, where like I can't binge it anymore.
1: And, <laughs> do you know? I I promised myself like I when I started uh, Z, I was like I'll watch Super After. I won't watch the Japanese version because I think well, it's stupid. But now I'm like I I need to watch this.
0: And I, mean, I guess I could always go back and watch, finish watching Dragon Ball, which I never finished, mm-hmm. um, and then watch, you know, GT. And I still, I mean, I'm only, I think I'm almost to season seven of Dragon Ball Z. So,
1: did you did you see Cell and Gohan? Oh like... yeah,
0: Gohan just whooped all the Cell juniors.
1: Oh, okay, so Gohan finally lost it. Yeah, yeah, it gets really good from here on out. the the part where you're at like is what is my favorite part of dragon ball so far for i've seen like the android saga is like my second favorite and then when it gets to the cell saga when gohan takes over is like i'm going to play like in that dragon ball game i'm gonna play like uh young gohan like as a super saiyan like that's Mm -hmm. gonna be my main character because i love that that part so much
0: but dan when are you getting back into it
1: When I have time to watch TV. (laughs) So, like, 18 years from now? Yeah, who knows. Well, Dan, they'll be on episode 60 of the English version of Dragon Ball Super at that point. (laughs) Well, that was the problem with watching it when we were younger, too, is the the translation took forever. Uh, They played the same 40 episodes for years before they started putting the new stuff out. Yeah, and like, I follow the Dragon Ball subreddit, so like, I see the discussions and everything going on. Like, I know who the main bad guy is. Like, I know what form Goku unlocked in the most recent episode. Like, I know all of that already. So it's like, well, I'm getting it spoiled anyway. I should just just do it. Right. You should show Max it at some point, Dan. Yeah, he might might like it. He might be into it. He's been watching the Pokemon, Pokemon X and Y anime.
0: That'd be you know what'd be an awesome video game, Will, is a uh an MMORPG for Dragon Ball, where there's at any given time seven Dragon Balls in the world. Oh. And you can PvP to get to fight for the Dragon Balls.
1: That's a brilliant idea, Corey.
0: Well, oh, they're hidden to begin with, or they're dropped as loot or something like that. And then if you get all seven Dragon Balls, I don't know, something ridiculous happens. You get to make a wish. You get to make a wish, but like I don't know what as long as
1: it's within the game world, I guess. Yeah. Corey, that's an amazing idea. You should add that to the idea, Bible. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that we have. Someone's going to make a game for that. I it. I really do think that's a good idea, and people would go crazy for that. Because Dragon Ball, I didn't realize, is, it's pretty massive, like of an anime series. Oh, if
0: they announced a Dragon Ball MMORPG, I would, I would be there day one, for sure. I would pre-order it.
1: Me and you have text conversations every now and again about the series. That's how I do what we've been. But uh, other than that, I don't have too much. My birthday is tomorrow.
0: Yes, it is. Happy birthday, Will. Thank you. Almost birthday.
1: I always I to try to, to you when you're 23. I, <laughs> ah. I always try to text you at midnight, but... I'll you be know. honest with you. I might not even be awake. Uh, I woke up at six to go lift today, then Ugh. Uh, twelve to seven. Ugh. So I'm pretty gassed. Yeah, but
0: what are we gonna do when Will's old like us? We're gonna have to.
1: I don't know. I some youth. I turned thirty five this year, so there's that. You're an old man. Old, old <laughs> fart. Also old. Anywho, Corey, what do you have going on? I don't think i
0: have anything to talk about um anything worthwhile I'm trying to think if i play or watched any movies or shows or anything that i hadn't before i'm sure i have just nothing's coming to me and yeah. i apologize for kind of being absent but i'm i'm crunching on some work that i have to get done so
2: uh-huh
1: nothing special for me yeah um i don't really have all that much to talk about either the only thing i wanted to talk about was core i don't know if you saw the most recent uh images from juno uh for jupiter no oh man they are unbelievable they also put like a top put together a time-lapse video of i don't know if it's a bunch of photographs together or if it's actual video that juno took like orbiting jupiter it's unbelievable can you see the red storm uh, I don't know if it did if it got any good shots of the red storm, but the colors and the the way the cloud the cloud oh it's just it's gorgeous.
0: Is this the um
1: is this the like Juno's farewell? It might be because I know it's supposed to it's supposed or to be I de- decommissioned. Different... No, Juno's supposed to be decommissioned and crashed into the planet at some point. Uh, I don't okay, know if it's yeah. happened yet or I haven't followed that as closely as I yeah, I usually like to. But uh, I did see the pictures and they're stunning.
0: Cool. Yeah, I'll have to have to call them up and
1: check them out. I want to so badly experience like the other planets and like our bias. So bad. I just want to yeah. see what's on them. Yep, go to Mars. Every yeah. now and then
0: I go I go down the space rabbit hole and yep. and start googling uh like interesting space questions. Yeah. And uh one of the most interesting things I stumbled on recently was the discovery or alleged, supposed discovery of the first extra galactic planet in Andromeda. Oh really? Yeah.
1: I didn't hear about that. That's
0: Isn't that awesome. awesome? I don't think I don't think like the 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 evidence has been overwhelming and verif- verifiable enough to the point where it's gone like mainstream, but
1: right. They're work probably working on it. Yeah. How cool is that? That is very cool because Andromeda's. I know it's the closest galaxy from us, but that is freaking far away. Yeah. Yep. So it's cool. Okay. Um, what we played? Who's got yeah? something? They, I'll, i You know what? I'll start. Hit it, I Dan. Be, I beat Life is Strange before the storm. All right. Thank you. All right. Congrats. Uh, once will beats it we will do we should do a full spoiler cast on it and talk about it um i will say that i did enjoy it definitely not as much as the original game um mm-hmm. but it 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 was good and it served its purpose to Set up the events for the original Life is Strange. I, I want to go back and replay it now, having the context that I do for uh, Chloe and Rachel Amber's uh, relationship. I think that's going to make a lot a lot of things more clear uh, when I go back and actually play the the, the first first game again. So, um, but like you, Corey, the the ending was a little underwhelming. I thought. Yeah.
0: What about um, that after the credits scene, though? I hated yeah, that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, I didn't hate it.
0: I, I thought it was a little ex- exploitative. I mean, I guess <gasps> it may it makes sense, but yeah, I, I didn't. I guess I didn't really understand the the purpose of it as it relates to the story that just unfolded. I right. get that it's you know, I don't know. I, I yeah. get that it's part of the the original game and what happens later on in. Yeah. in in the um, life of these characters, but it, I don't know that. I, fe- really, I felt like it was a cheap way to make me cry or something. I, you know?
1: I, I it definitely brought me down because the way the way things ended for me, it was you know not. I don't know if a happy ending is the right way to look at it, but it was you know things were okay, and then you know to show that I was like, oh god, without without
0: spoiling for people that. Uh, haven't played it or are playing it and haven't beaten it. uh, Could you indicate to me what your final decision was in some way? Did you opt for truth or comfort? Comfort. Okay. Me too. Comfort.
1: Yeah. No, I saw what you picked. Oh, right. Okay. That's one of the cool things about the game is you could see uh, the, the numbers break down both of worldwide choices and then the ones that your friends pick. So did you
0: see the one about Mikey playing with playing d and d with Mike second
1: time did. I don't see how that's possible, but I'm sure i I'm sure it is possible in some way but I did was the number the still zero
0: percent when you saw it
1: yeah, so bizarre yeah I don't know <laughs> um but that was really good i'm glad glad I played that that's definitely on the list for um twenty eighteens twenty seventeen game of the year however we however we word it. I'm going to be playing. This will be the next game that I play. Is yeah. my life is strange? So it's pretty short. I, I, I want to say it took on, me like
0: nine hours, maybe. I don't know if you plan on doing four in February, well, but that might be a good one for.
1: I'll have it played way before then. I'm hoping. Yeah, and we should definitely do a uh, spoiler episode on it. Talk about it. Um. So I played that. I played a little bit of Mario Odyssey. Nothing to talk about, really. Uh, it's been a while since I played it, so it was nice nice to play that again. Um, I played a little more Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I'm trying to get back into that, but again, my Switch is just not mine anymore. I don't think I'll get to play that again for any significant amount of time until we get the kids their own Switch Aww. and I can have mine back. Uh, but I did play uh, HQ Trivia for the first time. Um, finally made its way to Android shortly after the new year. Uh, I want to say maybe 3 or 4 nights ago was the first time I I had the opportunity to play it. Um I made What's... it pretty far at the first night. I I think I made it to question like 8 or 9. Okay. Nice. It's impressive. Um, yeah. It, it's really surprisingly fun. Yeah, it really um, is. I really really like it. Uh I don't get to play in the afternoon because that's when I pick up my son from school so I'm either driving or out walking into the school at that point so I really can only do the nine o'clock at night one it was you know what it was Sunday night because it was the ten thousand dollar prize pool oh that's yeah, yeah, where yeah. I made it the farthest I made it to question like I said eight or nine um, you were just seeing the dollar signs in your eyes yeah because <laughs> I was seeing the the there was a couple like trick questions that that got a lot of people I was like oh man I'm still going. I think it people ended up winning like I think it was like 200 bucks or something like that. God, that it was a decent amount of money. Um, But like even last night, I think the winners won like 30 bucks or 25 bucks or something. It's it good stuff. But I haven't made it past question like four or five. And uh, the second night I played it, it actually kicked me out before I could even answer a question. So that kind of sucked. But yeah, they do have a lot of difficulties sometimes running the game. Yeah. Um, But usually, if, like, uh, it crashes, they always play a game later. Okay. As a make-up. They just say, sorry, like, we had a lot of issues with the servers. Like, we'll be back later. Okay. And then they end up playing another game. Usually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's fun times. Have you gotten Scott uh, Scott Rogowski as your host? No. Has he been on vacation? Because he hasn't been the host yet, I don't think. It's been um, Sarah Tibb. Tibbins, I'm not a fan of Sarah to be she's, honest she's fine i I that's she's the only host I've had. I haven't had any of the other ones. I just think the world of Scott as a host okay yeah I think I think people are in the same mindset as you Yeah, people love Scott he's a he's a goober but <laughs> that's kind of perfect for for that, that game from. yeah so that's all I played Corey, what do you have?
0: Um, I just played Final Fantasy VIII with Will, uh, yeah. which I'll let him lead the discussion for. Yeah, Will.
1: so I was co-piloting Corey in his playthrough of Final Fantasy VIII. We did the first two hours of the game. Um, so far, we have learned Squall is very complex mm-hmm. as a character. He said uh, as much. He's emo. He's emo. One small.
0: of his first lines was, I'm more complex than you think.
1: Yeah. Who, say, who says that? Someone who's full of himself. A 90s JRPG protagonist. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Um, uh, so, uh, to be honest with you, I don't really know what we're doing. We're doing a, a mission with Zell, Selfie, and Cypher. Uh, I think it's our seed test, correct?
0: Um, yeah, but it's like, alive like in the field real thing that's happening
1: yeah yeah, so we're trying to take back a city uh from the like the empire of the game uh they kind of uh attacked it took it over whatever you're taking it back with your other seed uh seed test members or whatever so you're doing we're doing that and the last thing um we did was we fought the first like major boss I don't know if it's a major boss, but we fought Pigs and Wedge and then Elverett.
0: Elverett, yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's the last thing we did. Uh, I will say I'm taking over the next playthrough. I'm not confident in the, the magic at all. I don't know. I tried paying attention, uh, but when you're not actively doing it, it's hard to like get a grasp on the mechanics of the game. Yeah. So I know the first I'm gonna say probably hour of next playthrough is gonna be very rough, or maybe that's, it'll go amazing. I don't know, but that's one I tried playing through a couple different times and never got further than maybe halfway through. Mm-hmm. That you know, it's funny because in the chat, people were coming in saying this is one of their favorite Final Fantasies, how it's underrated, and oh. then there's the other end where it's. Oh, Final Fantasy VIII is terrible. So I've seen no (laughs) in-between. I don't remember not liking it. I just kind of lost interest, I guess. Okay. Was it because Squall was too complex? (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I don't remember the reason at this point. But it was probably just that another game came out, and that's what I started playing instead. So so far, Corey and I have pegged Cypher as the bad guy of the game. He's going to take off and do evil stuff, and Zell's going to get killed. Uh Uh, That's what me and Corey have kind of postulated so far. Uh, I will say, though, I like it. It's cool. Uh, I do like Squall as a character. He's kind of a quiet, uh, keep-to-himself kind of guy. Um, Which we we can relate to. Yeah, it kind of seems like he doesn't really like anybody else there that he's with. Which we can Um, also relate to. I mean, Cypher is kind of a jerk, but... (sighs) So I don't blame them one bit, so yeah, no, I like it. I'm looking forward to playing through it and seeing how it unfolds because I legitimately have no experience with Final Fantasy VIII. huh, so this is our like blind run nice yep i
0: I really enjoyed it um from what I played, I think the systems are pretty deep, a lot deeper than um Final Fantasy seven. Probably uh it is kind of similar to the materia system, but there's a lot going on with uh the way you can junction magic and elemental and all that kind of stuff uh, and I do like how magic is more like an item than a spell that you cast i mean it is still a spell that you cast, but you there's quantities involved and um, the ability to draw a spell from an enemy mid battle and cast it at the same time is is pretty cool uh. And I am kind of intrigued by what's going on with the characters in the story i We like to make fun of squall, but he's an easy target but I, i'm I'm excited because it is like it scratches the nostalgic final Fantasy itch and is also a new
1: experience for me so mm-hmm. I should say I apologize to all the fans, but we're gonna be beating the squall's complex joke into the ground for the next Definitely. probably uh-huh. three months that we play we play this game nice yes. <laughs> so. Okay. Anything else, Corey?
0: No, um, no. I rocket league and Hearthstone in my free time.
1: I downloaded Hearthstone. I haven't played it yet. It's on my it's on my tablet.
0: I am. Um. Every time I like, I'm about to start a game. I'm like, ah, oh, that would be good for four in February. So sure. I don't know. I think I just need to pick something that won't be good for four in February because I'm planning on doing Hellblade for uh-huh. four in February uh what's the other one we were just talking about it i forget now not important we'll probably do an episode uh four in february prep yeah come up with our games if you guys are doing it i don't even know
1: of course i'm gonna try yeah so okay. no
0: nothing nothing else oops
1: will what do you have near automata near automata i'm gonna lead off with wow what a game yeah uh, I just dan for uh, your reference I just did the the missile thing with the secret or the C, the sea machine uh-huh uh, I was playing that and I was blown away during that whole sequence oh, yeah because I would like one of my top moments of the year was near automata boss fights mm-hmm. uh, and like doing that fight like just solidified wow and what I like about it is the near automata boss fights don't seem hard. I don't know if it's because I have the auto evade chip in, which makes it a lot easier for me. Uh-huh. But they're not hard, but they're crazy. Yeah. And a lot of fun. Uh, which is the same way that I felt about the Final Fantasy fifteen Leviathan fight. Uh-huh. Uh, it was not hard, but it was a lot of fun. And that's what I want in boss fights as opposed to difficulty. Yeah. So I really love that section of the game. So uh, right now, I'm. I want to say twelve hours into it. Then I I know one playthrough. You said it was seventeen, right? Hours. That's how long it took me. I, that may be longer than the average playthrough because I try to try to do some exploration and and side stuff along the way. So mm-hmm. I read. I checked a guide just because I was curious about how many main story missions that I have left in my playthrough, mm-hmm. and I saw I only had like maybe three more sections yeah. left. Yeah, you don't have long, so I'm pretty close to beating it with uh with two uh, B. Oh. Yeah, it's two B. So I am in love with this game though. It's a lot of fun, honestly. Like depending on how I know there's like three or four playthroughs in this game. Uh, I and I if I play through and beat it and get really into it, I this game would have definitely competed for. Uh, top three at least game of the year. And I was thinking about like, if I had played Horizon this game, like Life is Strange, I probably would have had the hardest top five game of the year list that I've ever had to make. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones that came out this year. Yeah, like what an incredible year for games. I want to try before school starts to get through Life is Strange and Horizon as well. Uh So that's what I'm going to be aiming to try and do. Yeah. Dragon Ball Z Fighters coming out, uh, and I'm going to be watching Japanese Dragon Ball, so who knows if that happens, but I'm blown away by Nier Automata so far. Yeah. Really, really good game. Agreed. Okay. Anything else, Will? Nope. All right. Feedback. We got some good feedback this week. All right. Uh, first one is from... Alex, who says, uh, Dwight, yeah, yeah, back injuries are common. Not as common as knee injuries, but more common than wrist injuries. Michael, I don't need a history lesson, okay? Dwight, what do you think history is? (laughs) Uh, I actually, me and the wife have been watching The Office again. I got back into it after. It's been a few years since I've last watched it, so it's nice to to revisit it. It's It's good stuff. He says, hey, boys. It's been a good year so far for me. How about yourselves? I was listening to the episode with Dan's bat story and reminded me of the bat scene from Black Sheep where they try to catch the bat. And any scene with Jim Carrey and bats and Ace Ventura when he's your calls. <laughs> uh, when we was talking about a new Pokemon game last week, I imagined that I would want a new Pokemon game, and the answer is Pokemon Snap, but with the visuals of horizon zero dawn. Mm -hmm. Lastly, have you guys watched bright on Netflix, it has Will Smith and Joel Edgerton. It's basically training day meets Lord of the Rings. I like to accept it off for all the cursing. Sometimes it's just too much. Freaking sweet action scenes though. All right. Have a good weekend. Uh, Has anyone watched bright?
0: I have not. Um, My, my girlfriend started it. So every time I ask if she wants to watch it, she's like, I already saw it. So I I'm just waiting for the, enough time to watch it on my own at some point. Gotcha. But I, I am very curious. I know uh, it didn't review well, but uh, the fans, the people, the people that matter, seem yeah. to like it. So yep. take it for what it is. It's not uh It's not your. You know. It's not the pursuit of happiness. You know. It's it's Will Smith and a fun fantasy.
1: Right. It's not everything is meant to be like super artsy fartsy or yeah Oscar or, or super triple a summer blockbuster type of thing you know like it's right. movies that can be happily in between those two so yes nope there's no in between <laughs> just like video games yep uh, new Pokemon game imagine the it, what uh, oh Alex well what he imagines he wants a new Pokemon game to be as a new Pokemon snap with impressive visuals did Eric write this in by any chance? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Sounds like it. Does se- it does seem like it, though. Uh, <laughs> oh, did, no, Dan, I meant to tell you uh, the trademark for Pokemon 0 and 1 were false. Oh, the, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'd heard that was a rumor, um, so it was false. Yeah. But yeah, the I mean, they're supposed to be coming out with the Pokemon game this year on the Switch, so I'll be very interested to see what they come up with. It's going to be the first... Time in a while, it's been a full on console RPG. Um, No, that's the first full on console RPG, isn't it? Yeah, uh, at that scale, because the other ones are like Pokemon Coliseum and stuff like that. Yeah, which were, you know, and Pokemon Snap, which are fine, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what Nintendo comes up with with the full on Pokemon RPG. I truly believe that this Pokemon game can be pretty special. Yeah it can be will it be I, i've honestly like they they can't screw it up really there's, yeah there's the pressure, there's definitely some pressure there yeah i like i I think even for people like cory and eric who don't really care about pokemon i think this might be a game to play yeah. regardless because i think oh, sure this as i said this could be really something special yeah we're supposed to get pokemon and fire emblem this year so Corey, you gotta get a switch, man.
0: Yeah, I'll just yours.
1: <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna get a chance with all these games. Yeah, you won't be getting way. my switch. Well, you have to pry it from my kid's fingers first. Do you really yeah. want to take it from Max, Corey? Yeah. <laughs> no. <of course> not. <laughs> He's got like 170 hours of Mario Odyssey. He's got almost 700 moons. That's incredible. That's way more than. That's more than me and you combined, Dan. I thought I, I thought I had, had like six hundred something. I don't. I just hit the f- I when I was played it last I think I played it over the weekend, I, I hit five hundred. Okay. So he's almost two hundred over me. Crazy. Um so that's from Alex. So, thank you, Alex. Mm-hmm. The next is from Miguel in Spain. Miguel says, uh, Hi guys, I don't know if you remember me, but I used to leave you some feedback some time ago and I, uh, then I stopped doing it because of lack of time. But that doesn't mean I didn't continue to listen to every single episode of yours. Fortunately, I got a job as a civil servant in Court of Justice and moved to Madrid, although uh, soon I, have, I will have to come back home. This Christmas, I bought a television, uh, 4K, and a PlayStation 4 in a bundle with GTA 5 and Uncharted 4. GTA 5 I gave to one of my nephews as a present and I bought... Uh, on sale, uh, other games like The Last of Us, FIFA 17, Project Cars, and Everybody's Golf. I haven't had much time to play, uh, and I've only tested the last three I've mentioned, and I have to say that Everybody's Golf is the one that hooked me up the most. Some friends mock me saying it looks like a Wii game, but I can only say that it is very addicting and rewarding with the time you commit to it. I'm looking forward to playing Uncharted and The Last of Us and maybe uh, to share my opinions with you. I'll be glad if you if you picked me up uh, one game to add my collection mm. ciao y hasta la vista miguel uh miguel of course we remember you uh you were the one that that corrected us on our miss or wrong information about spain and its and its government because we weren't sure that that spain had a king but he he filled us in that spain had a king who i think has since abdicated the throne didn't the king of spain abdicate yes he did i don't know if he left it to his heirs or whatever I don't know, maybe um,
0: Miguel can fill us in.
1: Yeah, fill us in on, on what's going on in the Spanish Spanish uh, monarchy. Send us um, a voicemail. I want to hear about this. I also remember him Remember him telling us that his internet is poor where, where he was living at the time. Hopefully it's better for him. Because uh, there's nothing worse than having poor internet in, in today's day and age, you know?
0: No kidding. Hey, congrats
1: on the new job. Congrats on the new job. Congrats on PS4. Uh, do we have any game recommendations for him? And Eric automata. loved Eric, Eric, yeah, Near Automata is a good one. Uh, Eric also loved everybody's golf. So, will you played a little bit, right? Yeah, I really liked it too. I thought it was a fantastic game. I want to play more of it actually. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say games that I'm interested in on the PS4 would be uh, like Persona Five. Would be yeah. one of them. That's one I really want to play, and then Blood- Bloodborne. Like Bloodborne's like a must buy. Bloodborne's a good pick for sure. <laughs> That's kind of that would be the one cases. I would go with. Yeah. yeah Bloodborne. Um, I
0: don't know. I feel that like that's pretty it has some mass appeal.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't think will would like it. Bloodborne. Yeah. Uh, I feel like out of all of them, I would like Bloodborne the most. Bloodborne the most. But that's not saying much because I don't really care for the Souls games. Right. OK, so that was from Miguel in Spain. So th- it's good to hear from you again, Miguel. Um, Miguel actually did our intro, too, which is awesome. Thanks, Miguel. Thank you for that. And again, uh, I we used to ask listeners to send in those, like, "Hey, this is so and so." You're well, listening to Athletes Podcast.
0: I don't know if you realize, Dan. That's when that's from was when we were asking. Oh, was it those. really? So it's been yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. Well, so Miguel sent his feedback in on Facebook, and I happened okay. to see the message. But his prior message was his voicemail,
2: oh. so it was
0: right above it. And I'm like, oh, how perfect! I'll you you know pull this out and then send the feedback through our okay. email portal and nice. it's, yeah
1: yeah so if anyone wants to do one of those just call our voicemail number which i don't know off the top of my head uh, call uh if you vo- go to go it, i was
0: just gonna say if you go to thumbstick slash contact it's on yeah. that page there um and i'll call it up right now just since we're talking about it All right. the number is 607 i think it still works we tested <laughs> it like a month ago and it worked, yeah. but uh six zero seven five two seven zero five four seven. And of course that's a US number. Um, yep. you can also just record it on your computer and email it to us. That's yep. cool too.
1: Yeah, but, just say, hey, this is so and so. You're listening to the Thump Athletes Podcast. We love those. They're great.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. So Beavis uh, and Butthead did one for us.
1: Yes, they did. <laughs> uh, so thanks, Miguel. Next is from Cinnamon Skoda, Cameron, right? I'm pretty sure.
0: I believe. Yes.
1: Sometimes we confuse handles with uh, people's actual names, so mm-hmm. if that's wrong, just correct us. He says, "Thumbstick athletes." Well, guys, another month and a bit has gone by, so I'm going to give you the feedback that I know you have been waiting for. Let's start yeah. with the 2017 thummies. If I wanted to hear a bunch of grown men cordially agree about without raising their voices once, I would listen to <laughs> NPR. <laughs> kidding a bit but i know the reason i always look forward to the thummies of years past are the philosophical battles that erupted into full-on rage arguing now this year was just an oddity and next year i will see the irrational passion return Irrational passion well put well put that's uh, and, well, that's our new tagline i think irrational passion that's fantastic i think the angriest people got on the the thumbmies was when i misconstrued Corey's tone with something yeah. i said yep. yeah yeah we got <laughs> yes probably. uh on to what i've been put pl- well we'll we'll i'll read and then we'll we'll respond on to what i've been playing star wars battlefront 2 first the good i've gotten good at fps's again uh to add some clout to my claim i shamelessly attached some screenshots of my scoreboards i am at the point now where i if i'm in into it, I will regularly come up, up on the top three of the round. I'm as shocked as anyone, as the last multiplayer game I was into was Counter-Strike when I was 16. The area where I seem to shine, however, is the air and space combat. Most rounds I come in first, and one of the screenshots I sent was a, of a space battle where in an A-Wing I killed 83 enemy spacecraft, and the nearest player had 48. I know I've talked about gaming, uh, the gaming machine I built last year, and I am honestly curious... Uh, if the screen at 165 hertz average frame rate of over 90 and my Rocat leader mouse make a big difference against other players. Anyways, I know this has been a little douchebag bragging, but it was new for me to just tear through a game like this, considering I'm, I'm a 30-year-old with a full-time job. The bad. The progression is slow and very poorly laid out. You can tell it was designed with pay-to-win in mind, leading me to the ugly, or dare I say criminal, This loot box bullshit. I'm Mm. glad you guys covered it several times on the thummies. Forget about how it makes for sloppy progression. Forget about if it is not gambling. Man, I'm pissed just writing it. I have not heard anyone else talk about it yet. As you accumulate more and more star cards or use crafting materials to make them, you begin to fill up your deck, as I will call it. Then you spend credits on loot boxes. If you already have the card, it does not upgrade you. It does not give you a different card. It just gives you 200 fucking credits per repeat card. Uh, now as I play the space battles the most, those are the crates I use my credits on. I'm at the point where I regularly have 2-3 to three repeat cards, and several times have had 4 repeat cards. Let me do the math here. I will spend 2,400 credits on a ship's box, get 5 cards, 4 duplicates. So rather than star cards, I will get 800 credits back. I spend 24, 2,400 credits to get 800. Now imagine people were paying real money for that. It would be criminal. So with, with that said and done, it deserves a steaming pile of disappointment just ahead of The Last Jedi. I'm going to protest quit this game. On we go. Uh, so I played some Monaco uh, that I won from you guys. I did not enjoy it. I tried some Arma 2, but it keeps <laughs> crashing on my system. <laughs> now I'm thinking I'm uh, going to go buy some games that you guys talked about. I think near Automata first, and then Life is Strange Before the Storm, as it was easily my game of the year last year and gave me the feels really hard. In closing, the Porsche project is ongoing. In true Canadian fashion, much, much of the work recently has been done in a snowsuit freezing in my driveway. It's real nice. cold and lots of snow, but it is progressing. On the car and driver note, I signed up for a driving course at the Ursa Rally School, and an old Canadian rally, rat rally driver teaches. It's three days of classroom and rallies. I'm very excited for it. They're going to sign me assign me a navigator for the mini races, They're going to be run on a rally course and a snow cross course about six hours north of me. Uh, That goes down in March, so I'm getting pumped for that. After the course, I can sign up for the open class for BC rallies in my province. I hope to use and abuse the old Porsche 931 and perhaps try to convince my girlfriend to be my navigator. All the best, guys. Keep it up, and I'll make a donation soon as long as it's exclusively spent on alcohol. I wonder if there's any way to ensure that. Uh, We can make sure that happens for you. Not a problem. (laughs)
0: Yeah, you could throw us a pizza party.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll just instead of buying pizza, we'll we'll just buy beer,
0: yeah,
1: or liquor, whatever. It makes no difference to me, as long as it's wet and gets you smashed. Right. Yep. Okay. 2017, tum- 2017 thummies. Uh, there was a lot of agreeing on this year's episode. Uh, we talked about it a little bit, but I, a lot of it was. Um, I mean, I mean, I know Eric and Corey didn't just didn't play a lot of games, right?
0: Yeah, and didn't really feel strongly about any of the games that we played. Right. I, I, the only game I felt strongly about was Pyre. Right. Uh, and I'm glad it won Best Indie because if it didn't... If Cuphead beat Pyre, I would have I would have put up a fuss.
1: I would have been upset, too.
0: That was okay. the only one I was going in thinking, like, ah, this is the only one I'm really going to stand my ground on. But it yeah. ended up winning, and yeah, I don't
1: know. And it wasn't even close really, I don't think. Right? Yeah,
0: like Cuphead was the one game I think um there was the potential to argue about because I know you and Eric really liked it and I was yeah. just sort of indifferent on it. Um all style and no substance. But it just didn't really come up and, and Eric said I think I asked the question and Eric said like just less interest in, in arguing this year. Yeah. <laughs> less interest in fighting for the games that you liked.
1: The only the only game that I really didn't care for that I played this year was horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the <laughs> only game I would have argued with anybody about. Cause I really was bored to tears playing it. Uh, but a lot of that was my own personal preferences for games. So like, and I didn't play enough into the story to be able to, to talk about the story. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, I stopped playing it because I was, I was bored and I hated the controls. Like, as my personal personal preference and I, you know, I couldn't argue with anyone about it because as I said, I didn't play enough. Mm-hmm. So that was my only thing that I probably could have argued about, you know, but I didn't feel in a strong position to argue about it because I didn't play it enough. Yeah. So fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm glad he took the time to explain the star Wars battlefront stuff. Cause I really yeah. yeah, never had a clear idea of how it worked. Um, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that is awful. Surprisingly bad. Uh the rewards for uh the duplicate cards. It's just two hundred credits. That's crazy. Uh that's why we all avoided this game like the plague. I'm glad I did because I as I said I never had a clear idea of how of how it worked. That's terrible.
0: Terrible. Well, I mean Hearthstone. Think of what happens when you get duplicate cards, you they get Turned into dust, that's almost negligible. I mean it adds up over time, but
1: that's also a free game though. It costs you nothing to download it and put yeah, it on, yeah, uh, on your computer. And th- that's this is a sixty dollar video game. For, right, right, yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, I, I guess I should say I'm not like comparing the two. It's just context. How yeah. dare
1: you drag Blizzard through the mud? <laughs> <laughs> they that gave us the beautiful gift of Overwatch. Oh god, I hate that. <laughs> Corey expresses hatred for Overwatch on our Final Fantasy episode. I I understand. By all measures, I should hate it too. But I don't. I just don't. I wish Go go London Spiritfires or Spitfires or whatever they are. Is that the Blizzard team? Yeah, that's the team I'm pulling for. Because my other option was the New York Excelsior. And that was just the dumbest team name that I've ever heard. Yeah, I like Spitfires. That's call, calling it back to World War Two. Yep, the logo is cool. So that's my team, London. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, didn't like Monaco. That's Monaco. I'm sorry, not Monaco. Monaco. Yeah, that's a game, you definitely have to play with people. That's not a fun one to play by yourself. Totally agree. <laughs> yep. Arma 2. I think I feel like Arma 2 had some hoops you had to jump through to get to work. Um kind of janky because arma three now is is the the one so that's probably why it keeps crashing uh buy some games off the list that we talked about near automata great choice yeah. oh yeah Me and will both love that uh life is strange before the storm definitely especially if you liked the first life is strange you should definitely play before the storm absolutely uh, and then I know you guys aren't into cars, but I am very much into rally. And rally school is something that I've always wanted to do ever since I first heard about it when I was like 20. And there's one not too far from us. It's in uh, it's in Vermont, maybe, or New Hampshire. I'm not sure. It's I think it's O'Neill driving uh, rally school. Uh, I would love to do that. I just can't see spending. It's pretty expensive, and I just can't see spending the money. So if I ever happen to... Uh, Strike rich on a lottery ticket or something That's what I'll spend my money on Is rally school
2: Because
1: I would love to do that Uh, So it's good to hear from you again Indeed Um, Okay that's Eric's Uh, Eric says hey guys uh watching will and cory dig into final fantasy VIII the other night made me want to play one so i picked up the final fantasy 10 remaster on steam this is one of the games i missed since i never had a ps2 am i in for a fun ride i've heard people say that titus is really annoying but he just seems dumb in a lovable way uh for me so far so but uh, though i'm only an hour in uh, on this day in 1861 alabama seceded from the united states In 1908, the Grand Canyon National Monument was created. In 1922, insulin was first used to treat diabetes in a human patient. What a momentous day. Yeah. In in 1935, Amelia Earhart became the first person to fly solo from Hawaii to California. And my favorite one. In 1973, the Major League Baseball owners voted in approval of the American League adopting the designated hitter rule. Wow. That's a pretty historical day. Yeah. Yeah. What's and on? episode whatever of the Th- Thumbstick Athletes, yeah, which is <laughs> going to end up being the most important <laughs> historical event that happened on what, it's January 11th, 2018. <laughs> Beardless says Eric's uh, historic facts give him life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's good stuff. Have a great week, guys. Eric, I don't know if I said that part.
0: I don't think you did
1: no, I don't think I did either. Cool. Excellent stuff. Um, we don't know anything about Final Fantasy X. I don't think any of us played it, right? I, I think...
0: didn't. What did you think? Eric played it. I didn't like it. It's okay. the the only one where I was all in and just had time and everything. And I was just like, I'm just not enjoying this. And I stopped. I think okay. I played like four hours of it or something like that. Okay. Um. I just felt like it was jerking me all over the place like I, I wouldn't get to know any characters before i'd move on and like time would advance like at a weird inappropriate re- i don't know I, I just i thought it was very uh poor pacing and, and again i know i only played four hours of it but i don't know i shouldn't have to play a game longer than that to to get to the good stuff right
1: who knows i have not played it i, I do want to um, I At some point, we'll pick up the 10 and 10.2 10 remaster on Steam, hopefully on a steep, steep discount. I have know one of my gaming resolutions was to cut back on adding to my already bloated backlog on Steam. But yeah. that's that's one I would buy if, if it was like, you know, five or six bucks.
0: That'd be a good one to co-pilot, though, I think, Will. Oh, yeah. We could, we could hate on it together and then maybe eventually like it. Who knows, but...
1: Yeah, I think all of the Final Fantasies are co-pilotable because of that reason. Because mm-hmm. we can be both just be miserable together about it and <laughs> pick on it. And really make some people who love the game mad. Yeah. It's my, my favorite thing to do. <laughs> okay. Uh, next is from Idaho Jake, who says, Hey guys, first... Uh, out huge congrats to Eric. I just hope the kid isn't 17 the next time the Bills make the playoffs. <laughs> as, as some of you know, I finally got an SNES Classic, and I can't stop playing it. The controller feels so good. I can't remember if I told you guys that I bought Injustice 2 and is a great game and should be given a fair shot. Congrats to Dan for winning the Underdog Football Challenge. I can't wait for next year. My thoughts on the summies is, is they have been better in past years because you guys have played more games. This year was good, uh, but not great because no debating. Although I do want a switch after the Thummies and playing the SNES Classic, uh, my game of the year is Horizon Zero Dawn, and runner-up is Assassin's Creed Origins. Two great games from 2017. My gaming resolution is to play and finish more of my backlog before I buy and play new games. Now for Idaho Jake's this day in gaming history: 2005, Resident Evil 4 was released on the GameCube, and Mercenaries was was released on PlayStation 2 and Xbox. 2008, Legend of Zelda uh fallen sage windows version was released worldwide what the hell is that i don't know that someone look it up now run the name uh, by me again Le- legend of zelda fallen sage windows version uh, let's... was that the one that was on the legend of zelda game that was on um was it like video disc or something laser disc laser disc uh, Hyrule Conquest. Uh, let's see. It was the first Legend of Zelda fan game. Oh, okay. Created by Jason Lindsay. How does it look? Uh, about what you'd expect. Okay. Two- <laughs> 2011 DC online was released on the PC and PS three in the U S and Canada, which I su- would suggest everyone try. It's free. Um, well, that's it for me guys. Uh, that's it for me. Thanks, guys, and carry on. Yeah, I wish Eric was on to talk about the, the Bills playoff game.
0: Did you guys oh, watch? Yeah. I did. Well, I watched,
1: I watched the whole thing.
0: I, I had company, but I was tuning in and out. Uh-huh. I saw pretty much the last five minutes. Somebody brought up a good point that Peterman came in and fumbled interception, intentional grounding for yeah. one yeah, in one, uh, one uh, set one, of downs. Drive.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I don't know if if Tyrod had stayed in, if the result would be any different. But
1: it might have not, not might not have been different, but he would have had a better chance, probably. That's for sure.
0: Um, yeah, I'd be curious to get Eric's perspective on it, though. I, yeah. I think I think he's just, he was just happy they made it. I don't I don't know that too many Bills fans are bummed about what happened. You know.
1: Yeah. It's
0: just a step in the right direction.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, going into Jacksonville is, with, with that defense is hard, mm-hmm. and with that quarterback that the Bill—I mean, both quarterbacks were horrible. <laughs> Every Blake, quarterback that game was horrible. Actually, Blake, Blake Bortles is—he's uh, kind of a douche. He is, and it would be one thing if he was good. Yeah, but he's just—he's awful. He can run. He can run with the ball. I'll give him that, but. Yeah, I didn't. I was not impressed. I don't. I don't think I've ever watched a Jacksonville game. They're uh, they're a lot of fun to watch if you like defense. Yeah, no, I uh, like watching defenses because they've got a lot of like big alpha personalities on that defense. Uh-huh. I mean, Jalen Ramsey got AJ Green so mad that he got choke slammed. Really? Yeah, during the season. Nice. So. Yeah, no, they're they're fun defense to watch, but it was disappointing. I really wanted to see the Bills advance. I thought a game in New England for the second round would be amazing. That would have been awesome. I agree. Uh SNES classic. I agree the Super Nintendo classic controller is oh. it's just so delicious. <laughs> so, it, I don't know. It like it feels more sturdy than the original Super Nintendo controllers. I don't know if that's on purpose or if, if that's how they were. I, I it's I, I don't remember what it really felt like, you know, whatever, twenty five years ago. Um but yeah. I remember it hurting. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the Nintendo controller hurting. I don't remember Super Nintendo. Oh, maybe a little bit on the, the D pad. Yeah. It would hurt my hurt my thumbs after Ramping a while. Up. Um but yeah, it is it is great. Injustice two. I don't think any of us have really any interest in Justice Two, right?
0: No, we just hated on it in the phone. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know that we all.
1: Well, I mean, none of us are really into comic book characters. I know Eric likes Batman, but casually, right? Like yes. I've, I've, yeah, yeah, not much. In, and fighting games is another weakness of ours other than smash brothers. Probably. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've tried to get into comic books a few times and just something about it doesn't click with me. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I was into captain America for a couple of years, but not, it was casually, you know, I would read the comics and stuff and, I never even ended up seeing any of the Captain America movies.
0: Do you guys find people being surprised by that? Like they, they know your nerd dumb things. And <laughs> then they, Cause I notice that like, it happens to me all the time. People yeah. are like, really? Like you don't, you're not excited about the new Marvel vs. civil war or whatever the movies are that are coming out. I'm like, mm-hmm. I know I have no idea. I don't really care. I don't know.
1: I liked a lot of the first run. Of those like the first iron man was awesome the first uh transformers i thought was awesome yeah it's just they keep making them then they're just worse every time it seems like
0: wonder woman was
1: kinda, good. i iron haven't man, seen, that, seen that one um like i like i said i never saw captain america i never saw the the newer hulk movies um nothing like that i saw all the spider-man movies uh, with toby Maguire. Um, X-Men, I watched, uh, I think, the first two movies, um, that I liked, but, yeah, couldn't get into the comic book stuff. Um, congrats to me for winning the underdog football challenge.
0: Yeah, we uh, never settled on an award, and you won the beaten games thing. I've yeah. been saying it over and over again. I think the, w- the winner of one of those things should choose a four in February game.
1: For me, for me? For no, everyone. for
0: for for everyone. I think we did something like that one year.
1: Okay, I'm fine with that. I still want a statue raised in my honor. <laughs> I think. We should give out a trophy. I, I won. Fa- I won fantasy hockey last year too. Oh wow! Yeah, Dang, you're right. Hi. It's, it was a good 2017 for <laughs> <my> challenges. <laughs> um,
0: or I kind of like the idea of you just like picking one game for everybody that they have to to play this year to beat you know within reason obviously yeah but i don't know i I just think there should be some tangible podcast related reward
1: well i think you guys should be the ones to decide that i don't think i should have input on that being the winner i kind of like that i listen to a fantasy football podcast where they make bets and they keep it like through tangibly through like the podcast it's really cool Mm -hmm. Uh, and i like hearing that because it makes it more interesting to listen to them yeah, squabble back and forth over it.
0: And with the football thing, that works too because I think it'd be fun to get our listeners like picking games that we have to play. You know?
1: Yeah, definitely. Pony Island.
0: All right. Yeah, we'll probably you're, iron that You're confusing out. Pony. What's the name of that game that I played? <laughs> Planet you're Horse. Confusing, you're confusing Sprinkle Island with uh, Pony. Oh, Pony Island. Is it Pony
1: Island? I think so last year game pc game yeah whatever puzzle game something um thummies better, pa- better in the past better in the past because of our arguments no so, disagreement so, from us yeah 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 i agree <laughs> i just don't think any of us had the energy to argue either no right after the
0: holiday right after the holidays like yeah. Yeah, we like started Thursday at like nine. nine. Yeah, we started late. Uh, I think it was just a, uh, you know, and, and we already talked about the the state of affairs for for at least Eric and I for games. So
1: I hadn't done any drinking either, so I wasn't feeling somewhat argumentative. Eric, just it's went through childbirth.
0: It's when I drink that I'm less argumentative. Like, okay, I don't know. I just care
1: a lot less. Yeah, I see. I'm more likely to well at least as far as the podcast goes start an argument for fun right, right. because i've been drinking <laughs> you know um okay i think that's everything we got right
0: yep just have to do a quick game giveaway
1: here give uh,
0: five entries right
1: let's see one two three four yep five
0: all of a sudden, my mouse decided it wanted to be
1: slow. Well, you need to get a gaming mouse. Corey. I did. It's, I did. Oh, what'd you get?
0: It's nothing special. Oh, that'll it was, do. It's a Talon, something or other.
1: Yeah, uh, that's the one of, I have.
0: It was like twenty bucks, but it had really good reviews, and it's very basic. I didn't mm-hmm. want anything fancy.
1: Yeah. Have you used it to play any Vigi games?
0: I have not. I'm trying to figure out the perfect game to play
1: it needs to be a shooter yeah you need to feel a first-person shooter with a keyboard and mouse with a good mouse Fortnite.
0: the winner with a with his return to feedback is miguel in spain
1: miguel all right miguel was yeah yeah he was number two
0: uh so we're gonna give you the option of five different steam games miguel and you can pick from these five. Uh, they could also be Origin. We've run into that. Right.
1: Oh, that. real quick, before before we move on. Uh, Idaho. I sent Idaho Jake uh, uh, Brutal Legend and Civ 5. Yeah. He's, he's got to claim them. I actually got an email that he hasn't claimed them yet. And I think after, is it the 21st? If he doesn't claim them by the 21st, I get refunded. So make sure you log into Steam and, and claim your games, Jake. Oh.
0: There you go. Uh, Eighty nine is race the sun. Not familiar with that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, race the sun. Next game. One forty. Battlefield three. Mm. Be a good one to catch up on. You know, if you're looking for your World War Two fix, is that That's World not, War Two?
1: Nope. Modern day.
0: Which one's three? Wait, it was four World War
1: One. No, Battlefield hmm. One's one World War One.
0: Ah, right, okay. So what's four? Has four come out? Modern oh, Day. Yeah. yeah.
1: What the heck? Three is from like two thousand and twelve. Yeah. yeah, I played through the campaign. It was kind of boring. <laughs>
0: uh, one seventy four, dear Esther, uh, walking sim. Sometimes Heavy hitters nice, tonight. Uh, one eleven, Gary's mod.
1: Mm. Those, these are all these games I've heard of except for the first one.
0: And the last one, number 44. I don't feel like we've ever drawn a number in the 40s. Nope. Game of Thrones, a telltale game series. So yes, we have.
1: Yeah, as that's come up before.
0: Yes. So your options are Race the Sun, Battlefield 3, Dear Esther, Gary's Mod, and Game of Thrones, a telltale game series. Um, still waiting on I don't know if Tate sent us which one he wanted out of Crisis 2 On the Rain Slick Precipice of Darkness Episode 1, Game of Thrones, a telltale game series Mm -hmm. Puzzle Agent 1 and Mythic Wonders, the Philosopher's Stone Uh, and I think I still owe Eric the Escapists in the DLC I don't know if I sent that to him, I'll double
1: check That's it All right. Uh, So next week Topic Uh
0: we'll figure something out we could do what we could do our four in february
1: plan yeah i also like i said i wanted to cover indies that we're looking forward to coming out this year because i have like three or four that i'm really interested in that i i want to give some time to because we kind of mostly covered the triple a's yeah in our uh games preview so i want to give some indie love
0: we can do a preview Uh, park too
1: yeah it doesn't necessarily have to be next week Uh, once Will plays Life is Strange I want to do the spoiler cast for that too so those are some potential ideas if Will ends up getting around to Life is Strange Well, it all hinges on me Uh, well that's one we should also probably plan on doing when Eric's not going to be on because I'm sure he's not going to be interested in the comings and goings of Chloe and Rachel Amber no way So, Uh, yeah that's everything Ah, uh, that'll do it for episode three thirty eight of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host Dan. Will? Yep.
0: <laughs> you didn't say your name, or did you?
1: Uh, wait, I didn't.
0: Did I? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you usually go before me, right? Yeah. <laughs> Am
0: I just drawn? Blind? Am I missing up? Uh,
1: I just thought Dan ended it. I wasn't even thinking. I'm, I'm really, Blake. I'm really tired. So. <laughs> go ahead, Will. Oh, the week. Will. <laughs> Corey. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement.